What's up, sports fans? How's it going? This is episode number 65 of the Majors Live on the Majors.net. It is day 2,210 in the search for Tim Shevelday. We got Tip here. Lickless is stuck in traffic, but he's going to be here any minute. And, of course, we have our host, the man who I know is just as excited about his free meal from Artifact that I am <laughs> after the Miami Heat just lost, Adam Hernandez. I'm impressed. You could come in here, like... Literally, like, a minute ago and be ready to go. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. When I'm, you know, I sit here and I, you know, screw around and, you know, I, I, I can't be ready in a minute. Oh, thanks. That's why I get paid the big bucks. That's right. That's right. Anyways, everybody, like Squirrel said, welcome to The Majors Live, episode 65. Um, big show tonight. Uh, like always, get your bitches and badasses in. We have that on our Facebook page right now. We'll get to ours about 10 o'clock. Um, quite a few to choose from from this past week. Um, I have a feeling I know who's one name that's probably going to be mentioned in there uh, tonight. Uh, Major's Woody, Major Woody's Girl of the Week is Candice Swanepoel. I believe that's how you say her name. Anyway, she's on our website as well. And our fan question... Um, one that I know Tip will probably be interested in. What is the most meaningful baseball milestone? Is it 300 wins, 500 home runs, or 3,000 hits? So um, make sure you answer that. We'll have that up on our on our Facebook page as well here shortly on Facebook.com slash TheMajorsX or Facebook.com slash TMSNX. Um, other than that, like I said, we've got a, we've got a jam-packed show again this week. We've got uh, Crash of the Net coming up at 9.30. Unfortunately, Aaron Agemeyer cannot be with us for that this week, so we'll do our best to crash the net without him. What a night to not have Aaron. I know. Yeah, um, no he's uh, Well, he, we're going to be pretty psyched about things next week, so um, I, I, I'm sure we'll all be in... Uh, in quite a rare form next week, no matter what happens from that Game 7. Who knows? I may have a Roberto Luongo Sharpie tattoo on my back. Um, I may not, but we'll, we'll get to some Stanley Cup talk. We have quite a, again, I have, I have my, I definitely have my thoughts on the Stanley Cup. Um, but when, like I said, we'll get to that during our Crash of the Net segment, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Majors.net. Um, Lickless is here, though. Let me get you, uh, let me get you on. There we go. Hey, what's up? Sorry, I'm like, guys. Oh, that's that's cool, man. That's cool. Anyways, though, like I said, um, we've first and foremost, what we're going to get to is we're going to get to the Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks, NBA Finals, Game 6, came and went, Miami, LeBron James dropped a huge, huge deuce on the NBA Championship world, and uh, pretty much... Um, LeBron, the old bit, LeChoke, which is exactly what he did. Not just in Game 6, though. Pretty much throughout the entire NBA Finals. Um, I don't know how. I mean, what was it? Game 5, he got a triple-double, which was... He almost got a triple-double. Wasn't he? Got, he? No, he got a triple-double in Game 5, I he believe. one triple-double. Yeah, okay. one triple-double. But it was meaningless because Miami still lost the game. And I think he had, what was it, zero points in the fourth quarter? I think two. Was it two points in the fourth quarter? Um, I know he should have, I know he could add more, but he was called for a charge. 
in Game 5 in the fourth quarter, which negated two points. Uh, but LeBron was an absolute ghost in the fourth quarter, which was quite a contrast from what he was in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals when he basically single-handedly s- shut down Derrick Rose. Uh, That's all he had to do, though. In Game 5. or That's all Miami had to do was shut down Derrick Rose in order well, to win that series. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Chicago's a good team. They're, they're a good team, but they were, they're, you know, they're, they're a little overrated. I I think uh, well I mean you look you it's look not a knock on him but if I know, you shut but, down Derrick Rose I know but you 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 look at what he had to do in the Dallas series and he had to contend with what Jason Terry all what six foot whatever of Jason Terry and he and he couldn't do it but the reason Dallas won is the other guys came up big well other obviously than, obviously other than Dirk I mean and they had to or they weren't going to win yeah yeah and I you could argue that. Chicago was just as talented, if not more talented, than Dallas is, though. Uh, I think that argument's over with since they lost to Miami and Dallas beat them. I know, but, I mean. Bet- they got a too, much, too many veterans on Dallas. Chicago's a young team. I'm not yeah. knocking them whatsoever. Just- Chicago's oh, yeah, still a year or two yeah, away. Next year they'll be better or the year after. Other than that, though, I mean, it's, uh, let me see what I have in my notes here. I mean, Dallas ended up taking the game. Anytime you you win double digits, I consider it a blowout. Which game six was a blowout, in my opinion, one hundred five to ninety five. Uh, Dallas just ran away with it in the fourth quarter for the most part, especially the last seven minutes. Um, yeah, they were up by fourteen. Would Miami had a three pointer with what twenty seconds? Exactly. Yeah, something. yeah. They they Miami did get a couple of garbage points late when the game was basically sealed. Um, and again, Miami just, uh, they didn't look all that great throughout the entire, it was a close, the games that Miami did win, they were close games, and obviously game six was, like I said, a blowout in my opinion, whenever you win by 10 or more points, uh, and LeBron, again, didn't come around, and I want to know what the excuses are now for LeBron. Because in my opinion, there are no excuses. The whole thing was when he was in Cleveland is he didn't have help. He didn't have a team around him, and you know that, that was the reason why he couldn't win. I think that was kind of a, kind of a lame excuse because he, they did manage to get to the NBA Finals and still lose. And in my opinion, they could have made it to the NBA Finals last year, but LeBron gave up on his team. And then, okay, he goes to Miami, gets... Arguably the best player in the NBA to play right beside him in Dwayne Wade. And then another, maybe one of the best finesse big men in the NBA in Chris Bosh to, you know, to also play with them. And he still can't do it. And going into the season, going into the playoffs, I didn't predict Miami to win. Not one bit. I predicted Los Angeles to go to the finals again and win and Kobe get his ring and Phil Jackson retire Goes off the sunset, retires, and, you know, doesn't look back. That's what I predicted. But after watching Miami do what they did in the playoffs, they probably should have ended up winning this, uh, ended up winning the championship this season. The way that they mowed through the 76ers, which I know isn't, you know, the 76ers aren't much of anything. The way they mowed through, uh, Chicago. Who they play in the second round? Boston. Boston. Oh yeah, that's they right. The way they, the way they mowed through Boston, 
And then they end up losing in six games to Dallas. And again, Tip, you said, you know, okay, Dallas has some veterans on the team. They have Dirk, Jason Terry, um, Jason, Jason Kidd. Kidd. Boston was a veteran team as well, and they took care of them pretty easily. What, I mean, what happened with, uh, why couldn't they do the same thing with Dallas? And to me, it was pure choke. It was pure choke on LeBron's part. When Miami needed him most, he wasn't there. When they needed him in the fourth quarter, he wasn't there. Didn't do anything again. Gave up on his team again. Wanted to have nothing to do with the basketball. Whenever the ball would come to him, he would pass it away. It was like a hot potato out there with LeBron. And like I said, he choked. That was it for LeBron. And to me, LeBron is everything that each and every one of us sitting at this table right now thought he was going into this NBA Finals. And that is a, the biggest loser, the biggest douchebag that there is in the NBA right now. Go ahead, Nicholas. I love LeBron James. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What I was going to say is there's no doubt. I mean, just checking out what he did and everything. There's no doubt that LeBron did not play up to what uh, he should have in the NBA Finals. There's absolutely no reason or not no reason, but there's no doubt that he, you know, he did not play up to the caliber that he should have. Um, but this finals is reminding me of the 04 finals against the Pistons where even the next day, the headline wasn't Dallas wins championship. The headline was Miami blows championship. So, and I hate that because all it does is take away all the all the praise from Dallas. And Dallas played a hell of a series, man. The Mavericks played great. Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't win in Game Seven overtime. They beat him in six. No, they beat him in six. So, so and I evidently hate that Dallas fact. is a better team. Um, and the fa- and you can say Le- LeBron this, LeBron that he choked, and I. I do think that is a small part of that. But on the other hand, Dallas just played better than that. The reason LeBron wasn't playing as good as he was was because he didn't know how to deal with the way Dallas was playing. That's 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 fair, Nicholas. And, and but, Carlisle and, and the assistant coach, they changed up their defense in game two. And they yeah. stuck to it. Dwayne you know, Casey, who is that, that a... That was a very big turn of events in that series. After game one, that Miami won... Carlisle changed up his D, or I should say Casey changed up the D, and that changed the whole series. Well, that's another enough to not wait. That's another thing too. I think one of the, I think another downfall for Miami was Eric Spolstra. I don't think that I think I think this guy was totally outcoached oh, yeah. by Rick Carlisle. And again, you could go back you could go back to the um to the uh two thousand four championship where Larry Brown oh, yeah. was who did they who did they play in the in the conference finals? Was it Miami that year? It was year? New Jersey. Oh yeah, it was New Jersey. Um, but Larry Brown was out coaching, you know, the competition in that series or throughout that whole entire playoffs, left and right. And same thing in this finals as well. I mean, Rick Carlisle totally out coached Eric Spolstra. And I said it before. I thought Eric Spolstra is he's a transitional coach. He's not going to be a coach that wins Miami the NBA championship. And it's clear because we saw it earlier in the season when LeBron had absolutely no respect for the way Eric Spolstra was running the team. That's 
and for me, and if I was Pat Riley, that's that's job number one during the offseason is finding a new head coach to run that team because it's clear it seems clear to me that Eric Spolstra has no respect as far as the superstars go on Maybe that it'll team. be Larry Brown. Maybe it'll be Phil Jackson. Who knows? <laughs> I, I apologize. It was actually the Indiana Pacers. They beat the, the Nets in round two. That's right. Four. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but, and then who was the coach of the Indiana Pacers then? Larry Brown. No, it was, a, no, it was uh, Rick, Rick Carlisle. It was Rick yeah, Carlisle. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, our number is 734-259-4941. Um, give us a call. Let us know what you think about uh, about the NBA Finals. And it was a great, great NBA Finals, too. Every single game was uh, was intriguing, interesting, fun to watch. Because of LeBron James. Yeah. Because yep, of true. It is. Because yeah. of. It helped. Absolutely helped. It wouldn't be at the highest ratings of all time if LeBron James wasn't playing. Text in at 248-429-7729. Leave oh, us feedback. badass this week. <laughs> leave us, uh, leave us, leave us feedback on our Facebook pages: facebook.com slash themajorsx, facebook.com slash tmsnx. Um, Nicholas, you brought up the fact that you know, and and I agree with you. Dallas was simply the better team in this series. I still think LeBron choked, but I also think that Dallas was the better team. Um, with that said, though, from here on out, you question just how good is LeBron James? I mean, is he really? Can you even say that he's the best player in the NBA? I know you might not have thought that before, but you when you when you would say that before, you you probably say it with a, with some uncertainty before. Like, okay, I don't think he is the best player. Is there any thinking involved now? I mean, is LeBron I mean, what is LeBron now? I mean, because like I said at the top of the show, there are no excuses for LeBron James anymore. Well, he's still a great player. He's still a Nobody's questioning that, but is he the best player in the league? No, I don't think. I never thought he was before. I'm going to say he's a he's an excellent player, Tip. I'm not saying he's great anymore. I'm going to say he's an excellent player. Isn't excellent better than great? I think that is better than great. No, I think I think no, I I th- I think <laughs> Super Duper's the best. In though. my in my word ranking system, I put excellent below great. Okay. Really? So, okay. Yes. Huh. Just one step below. Yes. 11 and a half steps below. Yes, one step below, Squirrel. There's okay, excellent, and then good. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, I would still I say. I think he's really excellent. <laughs> that's getting a little. That's You're putting too many points <laughs> on my tip. That's only a half step below great. <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, I would still say he's a great player just because I, I don't. I guess maybe that's just the word I would use to describe him. But I would say a lot of players are great that you know maybe not uh, may not have won anything. Um, but I don't know. It, to me, best player in the league still. I still would say Kobe Bryant is still the best player in the league. But I mean, he's getting he's getting up there in age. Uh, I go with Durant and Rose. Yeah, it's hard to say though. Yeah. They're so young still where it's like I don't know if they are, but I think they're going to be, you know. All right, well, here's another way to, to say it. Here's another I definitely disagree with, with Rose. I, I don't I don't think he put up an MVP performance. Uh, put put it this way. If I was going to – If someone actually. said you want to start a team tomorrow, LeBron would not be my first two picks. I would pick Durant and Rose. Oh, no. Ball. Absolutely. I wouldn't want I wouldn't. LeBron anyway I'd just still take LeBron. I wouldn't I would. because he's a cancer. Well, that, I mean, I don't know that he's a cancer. I, I don't think he's a cancer. I, I think he's a cancer to fans. 
I think he's a cancer to um, well, he's a magnet. That's the media. I think he's a cancer for the NBA. I don't think he's a cancer on a team though. I, don't know. I actually don't think that at all. Um, him I mean, losing I, the championship this year makes me think he's a cancer. Honestly, him him losing the championship this year. I mean, typically you don't consider it a disappointing year when you make it to Game Six of the NBA Finals, but it is for the for the Miami Heat because of the hype that they created for themselves. Oh, totally. But it wasn't it's just LeBron. That wasn't oh, just no, LeBron that. that did that. It was. His, it was almost his whole, all of him, though. I, I disagree. With that. Wade Wade wasn't that bad. I disagree with that. I, I disagree with that as well because I do think it was ninety nine percent LeBron James. I, I no, I, I don't. I don't think it was. If it would have been I Carlos think, Boozer, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, this wouldn't have even mean shit. Okay, LeBron's the ringleader. I get that, but every single person on that team, not just Wade and Bosh, every person on this team w- was into this. They oh, no, they loved that. being on the Heatles. They loved they loved this whole thing. So you can't say he's a cancer. Because the other 11 guys on this team loved that they were part of this media whore group. Well, maybe they they can- loved it. Cancer's the wrong word, then. I mean, I, I just, you know, you don't, Tuberculosis. You, don't, you, don't come to a, you don't come to a team your first year, make it to game six, and say they're a cancer. I mean, it's, they're, they underachieved because, according to them, they were going to walk walk through this thing. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. the greatest team ever established, the greatest team ever created in sports history. So, I mean, yeah, they, they underachieved, and they should be criticized for that. I, and I'm going to be the one one of the people to criticize them, like we all are today. But I, I just, I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, it was Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh out on stage with... Uh, Oh, they were with them. Definitely. When uh, when all this went down, that's got a that alone that stage performance with them bounced around. That's got to account for more than a shared one percent. I love watching and, that. And you're, now. and you're the one that said they <laughs> they you know I mean you're you're giving LeBron ninety nine percent. To me, the the slap the slappy looks on their face alone account for more than one a shared one percent. Udonis Haslam's comments count for more than one percent i mean these guys were all on board with this you know team lebron heedles bs so i just and and they all need to be criticized for it my thing is ironically is it was regard maybe it's 99 it's, it's it's at least uh three quarters of the, the, the thing was lebron james regardless of that i think it's funny that it's lebron 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 but when it comes down to actually playing the game he's not the number one guy which is, I think is kind of funny. It's like there's no doubt who the best player on that team is, and it's still Dwayne Wade. In the playoffs, for sure. I, I mean, without a doubt. It's still Wade's team. It's still Wade. That's made, more than anything, it's still Dwayne Wade's team. It's obvious that it's Wade first, LeBron second, because that's just the way that team is. Wade's still the one who put that team together. So, And that's fine, but one of the biggest knocks for me on LeBron James going into this season was not only you know the way that he handled himself with the decision was the but it was the team that he went to he went to Miami so he could be the modern day Scottie Pippen with the heat i mean he didn't have to be he didn't have to be the top guy there and that was another and that was another reason why you had to question his greatness because what what type of guy what type of player I mean, could you picture Magic Johnson going and playing for Chicago 
just so he can play with Michael Jordan? Or could you picture Michael Jordan doing the same thing? Or Larry Bird, for that matter, going to Chicago or L.A. to play with Magic or, you know, or Michael Jordan? No, and that's one of the big, that's one of the big problems I have with with the NBA nowadays is how friendly these players are with each other. I mean, back in back in the early '90s and in the late '80s, Larry Bird, if he had the opportunity, he would have he would have taken Magic Johnson's head off. Same thing and same thing with Michael Jordan and the, and the Bad Boy Pistons too. I mean. Bill Lambeer, if he could, he would have decapitated Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. If he could have, if he could have gotten away with it. Nowadays, you have Dwight Howard looking like a fucking goon, smiling on the bench and you know, you know, high fiving with his boys and everything on the other teams. Same thing with LeBron and Chris Bosh and and Dwayne Wade. It's 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 becoming such a joke now in the NBA the way that these players conduct themselves. And I know I'm getting a little off off track here, but it, it just it's it's sickening to me, and it makes and I, and thank God this was a good finals too, because who knows what it would have been like if these guys were all friendly with each other, which you yeah, it know, was good that they weren't. It was yes. actually awesome. Yes, no, and that's and the main reason Dallas won is because they're a team. Dallas is actually a team. What a concept! Like the 04 yeah. Pistons no, against exactly. uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't you know. And I know a lot of our one of our um, fans on Facebook referred to the Miami Heat as a science experiment, which <laughs> went awry. Yeah, which is exactly what it was. Um, anyways, though, no, and Adam actually one of my uh, one of my favorite players of all times, Chauncey Billups. Uh, he always used to come out and say that he he even hated it when his teammates would extend a hand to help one of the other teammates up when you know you see a lot of players do that you know they'll when somebody falls they'll they'll hand them their hand and help them up he said he even hated it when he did that he said you know you can be friends with these guys off the court if you insist he said but when that game is going on for those 48 minutes we are enemies exactly exactly and and that he said and that's how you have to play he goes, it's nothing personal against anybody. He goes, that guy who's my friend might, you know, that guy who's his friend might get traded next year. But when he sees him next year, they are enemies when they are on that court. And and I always appreciate that about him. Um, quick update here um, from the Tigers game. Um, I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to go through the line here. Um, Justin Verlander, uh, seven innings. Zero hit, zero runs, zero earned runs, one one base on ball, ten strikeouts. That's all I'm going to say, though. Um, other than that, I'm getting mad fantasy points from him right now. I know that. Yeah, when he, like I said, he just he just he just finished the seventh inning. So ten K, that's cool. Yeah, well, that's good. Does, that, does that mean he has no hitter going? <laughs> oh darn that! Oh that does it. <laughs> You're a dick. That, that 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 just killed it. You're, you know, for for <laughs> someone so who's stupid. who's such a baseball fan, you. I know you're doing this on Vernon. You really are a dick, though. Well, he's, next thing he's going to do, well, Ernie Harwell used to do it, so it's okay. Right, Tip? Well, oh, it's, no, it just has nothing to do with the fact that he throws a no-hitter. <laughs> I don't know. It, it could. Uh, he did. He, I did get a text it, about just, 45 it, minutes ago telling me through five he didn't have any hits. <laughs> so. It's just, 
<laughs> I, I know what you're saying, Tim, and of course you're right. I mean, Justin Verlander doesn't know that you just said that standing on the mound right now. But The and, baseball gods do. But though. Exactly. And unless hey, you... I'm a baseball god. So about <laughs> you're it. old enough to be a baseball yes, god. Older. <laughs> baseball demigod. You were there when the gods created it. <laughs> you're a base- I was there for the first no-hitter. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, Tip, you're right, but the only thing I'm going to say to you and, you know, against that is unless you're the type of person that doesn't believe in any, you know, in any old wives' tales and baseball or other sport traditions, which I know you do, then you're kind of, you're kind of being a dick. I'm being contradictory. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying. This uh, is what I'm saying. This is like the one baseball tradition <laughs> that you come out and deliberately just destroy Spit every right single time. <laughs> I know I know I'm going to bring one up next week. Just oh, come on. That's how it's always been, squirrel. What are you talking? You can't do that. That's right. You Oh, oh, I suppose we could just have baseball without umpires. Oh, that yeah, cuz that would be that's what, you know, yeah, base, that would make sense. Cuz that that would make sense. That that's how baseball was supposed to be. Yet someone does this and you're like, "Oh, come on. Like it matters." <laughs> He's no hit through 5, 6, oh, whatever. See, who cares? What I know, I know. I did it. See what I did? Oh, yep. I, oh, I I criticized you for it and then I jumped right on the train. Oh, no, nah, that's screwed. Now he's going to get they're going to get a hit. <laughs> the thing that I hate too, though, with this with TV coverage now is, I mean, I the, I watched, got to see a little bit of the last one, and the um, the bottom of the screen just says no hitter, two outs left. It's like okay, well, it's, it's like f you guys. <laughs> I mean, when he made his first one, I know they talked about how they got yelled at uh, cons- uh, pretty hardcore from the network executives because Mario and Rod, Rod refused to uh, mention it during their entire broadcast and they got in big trouble for that and they were basically just like you can go f yourself because that's bullshit you know and this is the way baseball is supposed the to reason be. why i don't i i don't buy into that and honestly i'm, I'm serious i'm him being funny is the chances are overwhelming he's not going to get one. Oh, definitely i mean, I mean he so it's really statistically and all that stuff now they are because yeah, you just I mean, jinxed it it's just almost it's so hard to do yeah because he he almost pitched he was five and Against five and uh, two thirds again, uh, but uh, the, the start City, after right. his other no hitter this year. If I mean, he does it again, that's unbelievable. Just I mean. Imagine how many more no hitters we would have had over the last twenty years if Tip wasn't constantly <laughs> jinxing them. <laughs> I mean, every I day listening to listening all, to all seven base. of Nolan Ryan's. Yeah, <laughs> I, he, he would have gotten fifteen. Yeah, yeah. and he would have got that perfect game. Actually, during Nolan Ryan's seven no hitters, Tip probably said for every one of them. Yeah, he's got a perfect game going right now. <laughs> you know, until he got that walk or that error. Verlander is the next. If if anyone can get multiple no hitters, it's going to be Verlander. This guy's got just yeah. sick stuff right now. He does have multiple no hitters. Well, you mean I'm at a season? He can no, not in the season. I mean overall. He if anyone could arrive the six, amount, he could get you know five or six. I think in his career. Hey, he said he wanted five more after the last one. Which <laughs> oh, I this guy's was got great. He's, on a, he's on a mission right now. He's. He really grew up over the offseason a lot, and uh, he's just got sick, sick stuff right now, I tell you. Best, uh, we, best pitcher in American League. Bar oh, yeah. right now. We are going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break, though. After the break, though, we've got um, one more thing on uh, on the NBA Finals. Where does Dirk rank now among the NBA power forwards, the best NBA power forwards? 
And we're going to get into some baseball talk with MLB, MLB realignment. So this is the Majors Live on the Majors.net. We'll be right back. got involved with drugs. I skipped school because, you know, nobody cared. When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me, so I dropped out. I just thought, the only way I can make something out of my life is that if I get an education. I still need to go to school to make, make it for myself. Stay in school. Give yourself a chance. I think I'm happier now. I know I'm happier now. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Carl Edwards here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You want to make a difference? It's simple. Be responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can. Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later. And you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah. And I'm going to get started today. We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station. Welcome back, everybody, to the Majors Live on the Majors.net, 734-259-4941. It's the number to call in. You can text in at 248-429-7729. Leave us feedback on our Facebook pages as well, facebook.com slash themajorsx or facebook.com slash tmsnx. Um, we've been talking uh, NBA Finals here and LeBron James, Miami Heat, Dallas Mavericks right now, though. Um, one player that really, really impressed me, is what, what he was? Yes. No, it actually was Dirk Nowitzki. He, uh, I'll, I'll eat a little crow too. Before this started, I said it on the majors live. I thought he was a loser, and he's obviously not a loser anymore. He's a winner now. Another one of those terms. I didn't have. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have you on. So go ahead. Start. Why again. is he a loser? It's another one of those terms I love that's kicked around by uh, people. Is LeBron James a loser? No, he's not a loser. No. 
He's not. LeBron James is not a loser? No, LeBron James is not a loser. No. Was he what? the loser in the finals yes. this year? Yeah, sure, he but he's not a loser. Are you one of those guys that if you're a great, great player through your career and you don't win a championship, you shouldn't go in the Hall of Fame? I think I think LeBron James is a loser on more than one front here. I think he's a loser. Take the for, emotion out of it, Adam. I think he's a loser for... No, I'm serious. Take the emotion out of it. What are you talking about the emotion? Think about what he does, how good he is as a player. He's not a loser. Yes, he is a loser. No, he's not. Yes, he is. For the way he plays on the floor in the clutch and the way that he conducts himself off the court with his... That's what I just said. With I'm not his, talking about off the court. I'm talking okay, then, about his game. Okay, then oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm using what he does off the court to equate him to being a loser. He, has ta- he took a sad... That's how, that's how, I'll, I'll talk about both, and I still don't think he's a loser. He took a sad sack franchise in Cleveland to... The Eastern Conference Finals and the NBA Finals. So yeah, and he turned around and took a giant shit on him too afterwards. Well, I'm not, so see, you're, you're once again you're okay, going then, outside the okay. box. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his game. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll talk about his game too, so, Tip. So he can't do it in the clutch. What else? What else do you have on doesn't that? Doesn't make him a loser. Yes, it does, Tip. Well, oh, I've been to the God. NBA Finals twice. I have 20 cars and an entourage that follows me around everywhere I go, and my balls are empty because so many chicks are attacking me which every makes day. Him, I which am you, such a loser. Uh, and he is a loser. The way he conducts himself <laughs> He's annoying court. because he talks, because he's constantly out there reminding us that he's not a loser. But <laughs> he's not a loser. <laughs> That's why he's annoying, because he's that guy that you're like, all right, shut up, LeBron. I get it. You're good at basketball. No, I, and people throw money at you every time you walk into a room. I I think he's a loser. Why was Nowitzki a loser, though? Why was Nowitzki? Just because he didn't win the championship, right? Because, yeah. That doesn't make you a loser. he wasn't a championship. Yeah. No, I think doesn't. I think it does. Obviously, it doesn't work for you, Tip, and that's fine. Ernie Banks I was think, a loser. I think, I think, I think, I really? think Ernie LeBron, Banks was a loser, think, one of the think, great players I think Chicago LeBron Cups James history. is is a big-time loser. He's a big-time douchebag. You know and that's the, what I think. You know the biggest loser in the history of sports is? And he really sucked most of the time was Dan Marino. Worst, was, worst quarterback I ever saw. Probably him. arguably one of the ten worst quarterbacks in NFL history. Okay, you want to talk championships. What do you what do you play the game for? What what is what is why do you think you play the game? What do you what do you equate success now in the in in, in sports to? It's to winning championships. Well, of course you want to win a championship, All-star but because you don't squirrels with if you're on a team that doesn't win the championship doesn't mean you're a loser. <laughs> Anyway, you know what? We're not. We got other stuff to get to right now, so we're gonna move on from this. Um, oh, he's he's mad at me now. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I just think you're wrong. But <laughs> um, Dirk Nowitzki, though, obviously excellent, excellent player. Hey, in this. hey Adam, next next Loser. time, next time, like sometime next month, when mm-hmm. I fall behind on one of my utilities, <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call up. Consumers and just tell them, hey, you guys. I, I, know, I know I didn't pay I know my you bill. Guys, I know you guys I love LeBron James. <laughs> but I know you guys love not a loser yourself like some LeBron James. James. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. But anyways, Dirk Nowitzki though, loser, excellent player in this finals. Former loser. Got his uh, yeah. Yes, former loser. I don't think he's a loser former anymore. Former loser. He's not a. He's not a winner. Yeah, he's former loser. Anyways, though, where does where do you rank? Seriously, where do you guys rank Dirk Nowitzki now in terms of power forwards in the game today? Twentieth. Seriously. Uh, first. You think? Yeah. I mean, first. you you take you take players like Tim Duncan, and you would uh, yes, you would put him ahead of as, as Tim Duncan. Today's yeah. game. I mean, as, today's as, game. Yeah, yes. currently. Not, yeah, not ever. But no, yeah. first. 
Honestly, I would have put Dirk first before he won a championship. Yeah, I would have too. I, yeah. I, honestly, I thought there's no <laughs> one. There's no one I would rather have taking uh, a fadeaway jumper in basketball than Dirk Nowitzki. He's yeah, been I mean, like that guy, for almost a decade. Been a great, now. Yeah, I mean, that's my point. Amazing. He's been a great player his whole time in the NBA. I used to. I mean, I used to scream. That's why I hated Dallas so much. I used to just scream at Dallas games because. No one, no matter what they did, it's like, can Dirk ever not make a fucking shot? It's like, you could be stabbing him in the chest and he would still make the friggin' shot. He drove me nuts. But because he drove me nuts, it's because he was great. But you just, I just, you know, especially against the Pistons, not that we played him that much, but it's just like, damn it. It's just like you couldn't stop him. And you still can, even with the flu. Now, certain things happen, you know, I'm not, I know we joke around a lot, but you're going to see. Probably one day LeBron's going to grow up a little more. He's you know who's a loser? Him. Tip, because Justin Verlander just lost his no-hitter. That's why. <laughs> no, it's because Squirrel said it. No, I clearly remember you saying I said it no-hitter. Too. I'll take the blame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it all on Tip here. No, that's all right. Go ahead. That's I, why I was, he did it. I was because he evidently it. was listening to the show in the dugout in between innings. No, Which not, makes he, him a friggin' loser for nah, listening. He may, to he may have been. So if Justin Verlander loses tonight, is he a loser? No. What is the score, by the way? Three to nothing. Okay. Or four, no, I'm sorry, four to okay, nothing. Good. Four to nothing. <laughs> you know, Tip, the way you put it, you know, I guess by the like the straight definition, yeah, he would yeah, be a loser straight. tonight. <laughs> 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 you know, somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. So I, I guess by if if you really ask it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I guess I guess LeBron is a loser because he lost the NBA finals, but um I mean but then when he wins his first preseason game next year, is, is he back to being a winner? Nope. He's still a loser. I what just, if he wins the championship next year? It depends how he plays. Oh, wow. You're, he's wow. not getting the dirt so benefit you, of the doubt? There's too much emotion involved yeah. in yeah. Adam's argument. That's the problem. You got to kill okay, emotion. Okay, what, what's your definition then of a loser, Tim? Tell me. Scott, it, 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 is it Scott is Chambers, Minnesota, and, and, North and Stars, 1991. What's, what's your definition of a loser? I don't even know if I have a definition of a loser because the term... How can you argue it? The, the term is thrown around so much. Uh, a loser, I would consider... In sports, actually, I, I don't consider players generally losers unless they're... Uh, they do something that like wrecks the team. Uh, Ryan, Z- Ryan Leaf was a loser. Yeah, like Zambra- Zambrano did at the Cubs a few years. You know, stuff like that when you're just totally disrupt the team or the uh, dugout, the locker room. To me, that makes you a loser. When you go out on the court or on the ball field or on the football field, and you 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 try your best to really play well, and you might have a bad game, or you just never win that championship. I, don't, I just don't consider that being a loser. Being a loser to me is what we just defined. So LeBron, wanted, LeBron giving up on his team last year would that yes equate that would, Yes, that would equate if he truly gave up on his team. Yeah, that makes you a loser. Do you think in a way he gave up on his team this year? Not too? one bit. No, okay. no, I don't. I think if anything, he might have got frustrated, but no, he never gave up on his team. But if he gave up on his team last year, yes, that makes him a loser without question. So when was he not a loser after that then? I don't think he was a loser all year. I mean, whether 
you like? I just, I just, I'm sorry. No one dislikes Tip, LeBron I, I just, James I just, more I just, than I do. I'm sorry, Tip. I just don't see your argument here. That's okay. You don't have to. I do not Adam, see it. Adam, I, I see. I'm not trying to not criticize LeBron James. I just maybe yeah, think no loser's the wrong word. I, have. I mean, you call him a douchebag. I agree with that. You know, you called him uh, a, a disappointment. I you know, see. I'll even. It was my year-long bitch. Yeah, I, from the know, first show I and did. That's that's fine. Earlier that's fine. in the show, you called him you called him a choke artist. I I don't necessarily disagree with that. You know, all year long he said he was gonna win the championship. You know, there's a perfect definition of choke artist. If you want to, if you yeah. got a guy that's in the NBA Finals twice and in the fourth quarter never ever performs, mm-hmm. it's hard not to say that about yeah. him. But that's still. That that one makes sense. That I just, still I just doesn't don't buy make loser. him a loser. No. Even though I was arguing the choke artist thing, I know that. I, no, well, and that's that's one where Tip and I were at were at odds. But I just I don't. It just seems kind of silly to me to call you know first round draft pick a multi millionaire, uh, you know, a guy who you know kids everywhere are wearing his name on their back. Yeah, you know, just call a guy a loser. I just I just it just doesn't seem right to me. You know. I'm. I just. To me, that's something like a guy like me call, calls LeBron James a loser. LeBron's gonna think, yeah, this you know, some some radio host, some, you know, some podcast host just called me a loser. But I call him a douchebag. I call him an asshole. I call him a guy that is pissing me off and is annoying. What's he gonna say about that? That is what he does all the time. He is. He is an annoying, you know, self-indulgent prick Absolutely. a lot of the time. And he can't disagree with that. But a guy like me calls LeBron James a loser. He's going to be like, yeah, that's great. He you know, says like, what he said. Yeah, you guys, like, we're going to have, uh, you know. have plenty of time to argue about this in just a little while because our major's top ten. Top ten losers <laughs> it of is all the time. the top ten biggest <laughs> losers. <so. laughs> who who um, did the top ten? Me. Oh, okay. Mm. Well. It was, was, it, was it the CEO of the majors.net? <laughs> Which wouldn't be me. It's not you? No. Oh, really? <laughs> it's LeBron James. It is. It's uh, what's his what's his what's his buddy there that runs his uh, his entire operation? Is it Maverick Carter? I think that's. Oh, a, you're, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool yeah. name. He's probably bumming about that name. Yeah, now, I like the name Carter. I think I think that's the guy. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's the guy that uh, the Braylon Edwards. <laughs> Punched in the face or something in Cleveland. Nice. You remember that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I do. I remember him I punching think, someone, but yeah, actually, at the hilarious. time, I, I criticized you know Braylon pretty bad for that, and you know I know LeBron criticized him. You know Braylon was a lot bigger than he was and all that stuff. But what are the chances that this guy probably really deserved oh. to get punched in the face? So large. I remember thinking the same thing, but I I like amazingly enough, I actually liked LeBron up until last year. Yeah. Honestly, you know I what? did. I, I did. You know I, I defended I, I LeBron up until very well last spoken, year. Nice, Same like here. I liked guy. LeBron James yeah, really. up until the decision. I, d- I didn't program. have any. You know, I tell you, I didn't have any problems with him either. I didn't. I actually liked LeBron James, and I wanted to like him so bad that I like forced myself to overlook some of the dumb stuff. And I actually liked LeBron. I'm really up hoping. Until a year and ago. I, I know you want you want to get on, but I'm I'm hoping. Like I was trying to say earlier, I really do for his. You know, he's a young guy still. Um, this is why a kid should go to college at least for a year or two. He, they get this really bad advice from people, and even though they might, these people might make them a lot of money, they're just getting bad advice on how to handle themselves. I really hope by the time he's 30, he just changes himself into a hard-playing basketball player with respect. I still think he has a shot at doing that, but he won't on Miami. 
I think I think I agree with you. I think he probably should have gone to college because he sounds like a. I think like they a, all should go to college at least for a year or two. I, I just still, I, when, because when he talks, he sounds like a freaking retard. When he, he sounds like an ignorant fifteen-year-old still when he talks, he, does. I mean, he really does. You know, when he first came into the league, he used to come across as because he was a very very young man when he came into the league. You know, and be, even before he was officially in the league, he used to come across as a very mature eighteen-year-old. Yeah, you know, an extremely mature seventeen, eighteen, nineteen-year-old boy. Yeah. Now he comes across as an arrogant, ignorant man. You know, he it, does. You're and, right. and that's you know, and he hasn't changed a whole lot since then, except. Some of it's gone. A little bit more of it's gone to his head. Yeah. You used to give him. You used to cut him some slack when he came across as a little bit arrogant as an eighteen-year-old. Because you're like, God, you know, he's, you know, the media has just been, just for lack of a better term, has been blowing him for a year already. He's only eighteen years old. He and he played in the NBA. You know, yet. and he's still coming across like that. It's it was okay then. It's not. Now. I, I think you know, and I uh, you look. This United States of America. You have a right to make as much money as you want. I would never even suggest that. you you know, th- this is always the problem. When this kid was 18 years old, before he signed his first NBA contract, he was already he already got $90 million from Nike. So, you know, it, to me, it's just not a good idea. But anyway, sorry, Adam, go ahead. No, I, who wants to have the last thought on this? Ooh, LeBron's a great guy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it, you're right. That's This is what happens when you literally... Don't have any education past uh, you ninth know, grade. Ninth grade. And who's to say? Who's to say? He even had even yeah, went no. to all of his classes in high school. Exactly. Clearly. No, he didn't. And no. no. And basically, it's what happens to all of those guys. They just they get surrounded by these people. They just get really bad life advice from these people because Tiger I'm Woods. Sorry. Tiger no, Woods. It, exactly. You, Tiger Woods went to Stanford though. I don't care where he went. Yeah, Stanford. He no. got. He was sheltered. He. LeBron, you know, you and he's learning from he's other a ignorant people. But you know, you live in a bubble, man. No, I, exactly. you know, with Tiger Woods too. I blame his dad. I had heard Absolutely. before. I I heard before his dad died. He told him. He said, you know, just play golf and fuck everything. <laughs> That's what his dad told him. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and he said, Dad. <laughs> no, actually, what what I his comments afterwards when they uh, he basically came out and just said, hey, whatever. You know, people can say what they want at the end of the day. I still got you know a zillion dollars in the bank. I still got a twenty cars, and which is a, which is an example of his stupidity. No, no, and that and my comment to that exactly was, well, you just right there proved that I can't possibly a understand where you're coming from, and b you don't give a shit about me. So your comment right there means nothing because if you don't give a shit about any of us, guess what? We really don't give a shit about you either. It's it, that thing, and like I said, I know we're going too far with this, but what you said, I heard the whole thing. I don't know if you heard the whole thing. I didn't, know. Okay, it's, that, was, that really was taken out of context. Was it? Yes. Okay, I, hey, most things the, are. The, the question. I just read an article about it. They played that part. You got to hear the whole question. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Um, the other big story this past week was uh, took place in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball right now is talking about realigning itself, meaning that um, as it stands right now, there's 14 teams in the American League and 16 teams in the National League. And you know what? To tell you the truth, 
up until a couple of days ago, because you know my math is probably about. You didn't as, realize it. Well, no, I realized it. I realized no, it. No, that wasn't being funny. No, I know. I realized it, but I'm going to say my math is probably as bad as LeBron James's, and I didn't realize that they had it that way because of interleague play, which is one of the reasons the way that the scheduling and everything is is uh, is matched up. And apparently, Nicholas is just getting out. Too. That totally makes sense because the Brewers went to the National League in '97, and that was the first year of right. League play. Yep. And um, no shit, I never knew that. And basically, Nicholas, right totally now, makes sense. Right now, what they're looking to do is move a team from the National League, Houston, or the Marlins is what I heard too. No, they're gonna. It'll be Houston if they um, Is have 15 teams in each league. The problem with that is, is now there's oh. There'll either be a team that's not playing, or they'll have to have at least one American League team and one National League team consistent, or they'll have to consistently be having interleague play. Yeah, they'll, it'll happen on the last weekend of the season. Yes, and they can't do that. Yes. Um, yeah. No, it would make absolutely no sense. You know what, though, and Tony and I talked about this. I know you weren't. I know. You, I wish you, I would have been on. That yeah, show. you weren't. You weren't on last I night. Tip work. Uh, but we talked about we talked about this in length. I mean, we we went for about an hour. I half, know I could talk about this for quite a while. Half actually. half of that hour tip was Tony and I talking about MLB realignment. I know it sounds boring, but we we threw out some we threw out some interesting ideas. Don't don't tell me your opinion because I think you might be surprised at mine. You want, you want my opinion right now? Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna well, I was gonna give it to you. Anyway. I was <laughs> gonna say like you weren't gonna say it. What, what's your opinion? You I'm know what? You know it. what? Tip Let's to get tip. Get down on the nitty gritty. You know what? Tip to tell you the truth, I really, I really don't care about interleague play in terms of it affecting teams throughout the season. I don't care if if teams play each other. If a National League team plays an American League team at the end of the season and have that be a determining factor. Because there's going to be a, it's going to be a determining factor anyway if the season's close. I mean, you're going to need those wins in interleague play. I mean, we saw it with the Tigers a couple years ago when they fell one game short, game one sixty three. I mean, did they play a National League team in game one sixty three? No, but if oh. they, I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't. The I'm Brewers. sure, I'm sure they didn't sweep the uh, the interleague play. They're they're well, almost. They're one of the best. Interleague teams uh, in baseball. A lot of a lot of people though have a big big problem with interleague play. The way it's set up, I don't have a problem with it at all. I think interleague fi- interleague play is fine the way it is, and I'd be fine too if a if an American League team was consistently playing a National League team throughout the entire season. I don't care. Well, it, it wouldn't be consistently. It would be one team. That's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, you know, in my like I said, I think you're going to be surprised at this. I like it. I think they should do it. You like you like the. I like alignment? the new proposal. Do you like the? Uh, what I don't like is the top five teams. I'd make it top four, and I wouldn't have a problem if they dropped interleague play. I would prefer if they got rid of it. It's done. They don't need to get viewers back anymore. Seriously, I I I thought I actually was against it the entire time. <laughs> I'm not a fan of interleague play. I, I don't. I like the idea that they don't play each other. They are separate. I, d- I don't. I don't like. I don't like. And I think this is what you were getting at when we're kind of talking off air. Legolas is. I didn't like the idea of get, doing away with the divisions. No, I think that's horrible. And having 15 teams play for the top five playoff spots in each league. I don't like the idea I don't of doing like that. I don't like top five. I like top four. Well, I, I wouldn't like the top four either. So um, it wouldn't no, bother me. me either. You know why it probably doesn't bother me? Because when I was growing up, that's how it was. That's, that's how, how it was. Yeah. 
I th- and you had the American League and National League team. Whoever won, the, that was it. You went to the I World just, Series. Tip, I just, I just think baseball's changed a whole lot since. I agree with that, but, you're, but what I don't like about it, Adam, is the reason I don't like top five because you're going to the team that wins the division or the league. Yeah, it's going to get a bye. Baseball, baseballs aren't aren't. It's not. A, they're not conducive for buys. I agree with you, that. You could have a team sitting for ten days. I, I think that's not a good idea. If you have a rain out, you got a problem. And that you know, hurts your team. And once again, yeah, baseball really is does. just trying to get one more series in to make money. And I understand all that, but the, but if you're going to go top five, please take ten games off the season. Please. You know what? Uh, you yeah. know what my proposal is. My proposal is expansion. Add two more teams, one more National League team, one more American League team. Bring it up to 32 teams total. Yep. Have 16 teams in each league. Two you, divisions in each, each league. Yeah, you, you, do this, you do almost the same exact thing that they do in the NFL. You have four divisions per league. You can still keep interleague play basically the way it is. I agree with you. You still have to cut off games from the season so it's not going up till Thanksgiving. I think baseball can support two more teams. I really, really do think it can. You know, Adam, I, I'm rarely for expansion. I, I really actually can't stand it most of the time. But I actually really agree with that. Because to me, it's 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 actually the obvious thing when you have, you know, this. You know, it, it, makes, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. One of the leagues has 16, one has 14, but it keeps it even. You know, it makes sense. It, at an instant glance, you think, oh, well. That way it gives it an even number of teams. But it also instantly says it's really dumb that there's more teams in one than the other. So you you have that. So to me, either losing two teams or adding two teams really is. You want to really increase the talent? Well, you know what? Tip, you and I have talked a lot. Have two teams be removed from baseball. Well, no, Tip, really, though, you and I have talked a lot on air and off air about, you know, parity in sports and. You know them not having enough talent to, you know, to to keep these sports going. The NFL is right is the best example of just simply not enough talent to go around. But if there's a sport out there that has enough talent out there to create two more major league teams, it's baseball. You know, I mean, with all these minor league systems, all these, you know, there there are great players who never really even get a chance to play in the MLB. Oh, I'm sorry. Excellent players who <laughs> <laughs> never, never really get a chance to play on the major league level. The good players are losers. Well, obviously, some of the great ones are too. No, well, I, I agree with you. With are. baseball, be able to handle it. I, do. I, I don't think there would be. I don't think it would hurt the sport one bit. I'm not. To I'm, have you two know, I'm not. Was, I'm not really worried about it hurting or uh, watering down the talent. My concern with baseball is. Baseball is an incredibly expensive sport to run, and you've got to make sure. That's why you very rarely see teams added in baseball. It is very, I mean, you did over, a, you know, a decade ago or whatever, but you got to make sure that you get the right city and the right owner who are going to support, support that franchise. Because I don't want to see, I am tired of seeing these teams just get rid of players year in and year out because they, they're not willing to spend the money. And that's that that's the problem when you add two teams. That you got to make sure you got the right people on, you know, running those teams. And Tony and I last night kind of named off a bunch of different cities that could potentially 
have an MLB expansion team. Um, we uh, mentioned Puerto Rico, San Juan, given that they obviously it's a what is it? An Ameri- it's an American territory. Is that the is that the technical? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Term for it. They produce the quarter of our players anyway, don't they? Yeah, so I, <laughs> I actually think it'd be awesome if there was an, ex- an expansion team part. I mean, when they, when well, they, I, I think it'd be cool. They, as hell. Yeah, they played they, a couple games there, didn't they? Uh, they played a lot of games there yeah. when the Expos were on Expos, their way to Washington. Right. Expos oh, technically right. moved yeah. there. For I forgot a about that. Yeah, sure. and I mean, yeah, they so were. It's not that far. I mean, it's not that much no, further. No, they had, and Miami they had, or anything. They had a great following there. Um, I wonder if Boston would want a team. <laughs> um, I would also explore the fact of, or the idea, not the fact, the idea of uh, trying to put another team in Canada. I was thinking maybe, I, I know I know the proximity to Seattle is really, really close. Not Vancouver. But can you imagine that rivalry with Vancouver and Seattle? It, because, would, it wouldn't work. Because who's, who's Seattle's rival now? I think they should put one in Brooklyn. Another team in New York? That's it. Why not? Yeah, if there's any city that could support three, man, it's, it's, it's America's pastime. Screw Canada for baseball. <laughs> yeah, I really, I am serious. serious too. I know that sounds like I'm being a total a hole, but I, I no, I, agree, I can't actually. stand Canadian baseball teams. But you, but you would put one in San Juan, which I know is an American territory. Yeah, we just we just established that. I know, but it's well, Canada's <laughs> American territory. Yeah, I thought that's it true. was. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> what, what, I, I don't back down from any of those statements. Yeah, we just established Puerto Rico is an American territory, and it's not. We, a, it's not a state, though, and it's not. I mean, it's more, neither I'm is I'm Washington sure, D.C. I'm sure. I'm sure more people speak Spanish there than they do. Oh, oh well, they speak so. Puerto Rican. I, I that doesn't bother me. I'll, we were I, you actually didn't let me finish though. We Go also ahead. talked about how many Latino players there are yeah, there in are baseball. A lot of them don't speak English; they speak Spanish. That's I true. Mean, that, Half it's, the Detroit it's cool. Tigers. Honestly, I, yeah, I, I really I think it'd be very cool to have a Puerto Rican team. I think it would too, but not Canada. I mean, I'm I'm half kidding when I rip on Canada, but I, I, I actually just, like the Blue Jays. I actually yeah, do like the yeah, Blue they're, Jays. Yeah, they're they're they're. If 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 we're gonna keep one Canadian team, I just honestly, other than Toronto, I don't know that and I was another actually, baseball team could survive. And I was I bummed really for the Expos, oh, just so because was of the way it all went down. Because I never hated the Montreal Expos. I just I always felt bad for them. They always yeah. had the best young team in baseball every yeah. single year, and but then they had to sell off their players. They're also a kind of the perfect reason why there shouldn't be another oh, no, Canadian I, team. I agree. I genuinely think Toronto is the only city that can support it. You know, and a, a Puerto Rican team too would it it probably wouldn't be a super rich team. You know, oh like no, no, said, it'd be a smaller. But it would franchise. get support. You know, especially from the fans. It would get. It would be really cool. And it's not like it's an issue that it's you know too far away or something. Oh no, the the, the teams fly to every destination now anyway. So yeah, it's an extra you know, twenty minutes. It's all of the people on the East something. Coast or on you know. Uh, you know, or in Florida, who have to fly out west to play, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, to I, play the yeah. Angels, and it's far away. To Do you think the Yankees go. fly to take on the Mets? No, the Yankees might. The, yeah, the <laughs> Mets don't fly to take on the Yankees. But the, Mets, the Mets don't even know how to walk. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. But anyway, you know what I like about this? I'm not. We can argue or not argue, but discuss all night what we think is. No, right. we argue here. I, I like the fact that. Major League Baseball is looking into this because I think they do need to do something. I don't like – I'm one of those guys I can't stand a playoff system where one team 
like the year of the Giants. Remember, they won 101 games and make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I, I that drives me crazy. No, it, that it really is does. you're right. Or in hockey, when you got a team that's got 100 or 98 points and doesn't make the playoffs, and a team that another division has 78 and they make the play. It's like I just I don't like that. It's not you. That's just not fair to me. Well, hockey's hockey and, playoff system screwed and up they've anyway. got to balance the schedule. I want to see the Yankees two or three times here in the Red Sox. I agree. To this it. stuff where we got to play Cleveland sixteen friggin' times. It's like, come on, it doesn't work. They, wanna, they, they've got to start doing. It, that's going to increase attendance right there when you've got the Yankees and the Red Sox traveling around the country playing more teams instead of Toronto and Baltimore and Tampa Bay all the time. Do you think Yank? I mean, because I think the league puts a whole lot into the Yankees Red Sox just because of the fan following. Absolutely. Um, so it's just like the Red Wings. Do you think do you think the fans in New York and Boston would be up for that for playing the Tigers or playing oh, the Yankees? Oh yeah, cuz they've do. got natural rivals. So. Tigers have always been a natural rival of both those teams. Tigers believe it or not, you know that I, I believe the Tigers still are the third largest drawing team in baseball next to the Red Sox and the Yankees. I, I, very, I, very traditional teams. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I don't, I don't have numbers or anything like that in front of me, so I can't. You got Tigers. It's like the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Tigers, White are, Sox, yeah, maybe Cubs yeah. are very. You know, they're just national teams, really. So yeah, I think this would work. I think it's a really good idea. They've well, got, I, they've got to, they've got to open up the schedule more for fans to see these teams. I see what you're saying with those teams. I mean, there's no really original six or anything like that, like, like they have in hockey. But no, but you I know, mean, obviously, I, I yeah. mean, really, as a, as a Tiger fan and a baseball fan, I got to be honest with you, I'm really getting tired of just seeing the Royals and the Indians. No, it I, I mean, really, it gets old. I remember when the Tigers had a huge rivalry with the Blue Jays. Remember oh, Cito Gaston? Oh, I remember yeah. he was one of the most hated guys in Detroit. Through the 80s. Yeah. I, mean, I that was, hated, I hated Cito the Blue Jays <laughs> because of that, too. Yeah. I mean, because they were always so good. The and two one of the teams in baseball were Detroit and Toronto in the 80s. Same division. <laughs> Toronto ended up winning two World Series, I and mean, they were a terrific team. Well, the sports writer on Yahoo wrote it. Did you read that today? The article about uh, his idea was just bring uh, Houston into the AL West. Yeah, and they're talking about uh, that'd be a great idea and just keep things the same. Actually, idea. I think bring that. In my opinion, do that. Close off interleague play. Problem solved. No more worries. I wouldn't argue. Honestly, I wouldn't that, have a problem. To with me, that it's the easiest fix. It gives the Rangers a natural rival. Yeah, and that's what they're saying. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have to have an interleague play though? If there's only 15 teams. No, I, I mean, that you don't always have to have every no, team. No, just get rid of an early play. No, that's no, what I'm, I mean. No, what I'm saying, so you haven't, so one team isn't left not playing a series. I don't know. I, I guess no, I'm you got, try, you I got guess 30 I'm, teams. They're going to just, you, you, it, you would it, have Adam one does team have a not point. Yeah. You, there would, that's it, true. You know, I mean, it's not like the yeah. other sports where if you have an odd number of teams, that's a day off for them. With baseball, it's set up in series. You're, right, You're talking in baseball, you'd have one team having four three games. days off, three yeah, four days off at that, a time, yeah. and that's that's what I was trying to say earlier. With the yeah, you true. know, when you at a glance, it makes sense when you look at the fourteen sixteen. You know, you have uh, you're thinking, oh, that's dumb. It's not the same amount of teams, but at the same it time, you're thinking even. it's got to be an even number. Well, that's why they always have that makes know, sense. Yeah. There's one series going on in both leagues that are you know not interleague play. I'm yeah, if if and that's how it would be if it was fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, but what Adam is saying is you basically can't get rid of get rid of interleague play or even limit interleague play. You need interleague play yeah. at this point. If, yeah. if you have if if 
the leagues are set up 15 and 15. You have to have interleague play. Not only do you have to have interleague play, but you have to have it throughout the entire year. You know what? I'm, I'm going to call Bud Sealing. I'm going to say that, you know, two more expansion teams, one more National League team, one more American League team, move the Astros over to the American League, um, and uh, have a salary cap and more uh, revenue sharing. And that'll fix everything. No, no salary cap, please. <laughs> I just said that to get you going. I'm sorry, too. Please. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, I know Aaron's not here this week to crash the net with us, but we're going to go ahead and. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're going to crash it anyway. I wish I had my. Um, my sound thing. I'll be Aaron. I'll be Aaron tonight. Okay, Tip's gonna be Aaron tonight. You re- you remember? <laughs> I'm surprised you remembered his name was Aaron though. <laughs> oh, I know his name. I just don't know what he looks like. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, he's that tall guy with dark hair. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tip. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron. <laughs> Is the NHL still going on? Yeah. Oh. I think so. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, um, game five was, or I'm sorry, game six was last night between the Vancouver Canucks, Boston Bruins. Boston ended up winning that game, sending the game to a game seven, five to two. Another close one. Another close one. Four um, goals in four minutes. Yeah, and that's your guy's boy right there, Roberto Luongo. Sorry, he's, got, he's got two shutouts. Bob. He's not my boy. He's just not the worst goalie that's ever stepped on the ice. I never said he was the worst goalie. Well, you have to understand, when Adam's talking, you can be in the finals of your respective sport and be a loser. I forgot about that. In fact, it's fairly common. It happens three times a year. In fact, actually, like I know we already talked about it, but in the NBA this year, before Dirk won, there was actually... I made the star on each of the teams was actually a loser. You're both losers. It's crazy. Sorry, back to hockey. Anyways, though, um, why'd you let me? Why'd you let me break into that? <laughs> Anyways, like I said, Bruins force game seven. This has been really, truly a series that home ice advantage has been extremely important because the home team has won every single game. And you all, you all heard the old cliche that the series hasn't started until the home team loses. Well, I guess the series hasn't started yet because no home team has lost yet. Um, and it's, you know, and it, it's really, and as far as Roberto Luongo goes, well, you know, I'm going to start off with Tim Thomas because Tim Thomas has been absolutely amazing. Oh, he's been stellar. He's been, in, you know what, if Vancouver wins tomorrow night, we could very well see one of those instances where the Conn Smythe is given to a player not on the Stanley Cup winning team. The last time we saw this was when Jaguar. the Duck yep, when the Ducks played the Devils and Jaskier Jaguar won the Conn Smythe trophy, which he deserved to win. Okay. It was the only reason they were even in the finals that year. Same thing this year. I think it depends on game seven. If it's like one nothing overtime, yes, Vancouver yes, wins. Yes, it has to. I could see that. If yeah. it's like that, I'd give it to Tim Thomas. If you know if Vancouver comes out and wins five to one, he's not going to win the counts. Yeah, I could see that happening. But even despite that, I mean, I th- I still think he probably should get it. Even uh, he if he should it, definitely get consideration without question. He's um, been tremendous. Yeah, and I mean Luongo's got two shutouts. Okay, it's two bad games. I understand it, but he, you know the guy. He's, he's had two shutouts, overtime victory. He's had three bad games well, because the games that he has lost, he's lost big. That's the he's way been, he loses, though. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. That's how he is. That and is he's how he loses. he's been he's been yanked twice in the series so far. Like you said, tip a couple minutes ago. 
Um, it was actually a new NHL record for the most goals. Yeah, 414 or something like that? 414, yes, yeah. and Luongo only gave up three of those. But the last time that that happened was back in the mid-50s when Montreal did it to the Red Wings in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, oh, it's going to be the freaking way. Yeah. Um, but anyways, though. because uh, Terry Sawchuk was a loser. <laughs> I was going to say. No, he won. He won. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, though. Um, like I said, it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be a great game tomorrow night. And we're pretty fortunate to see such a great series in the NBA as far as those finals go. And this has been another great finals. Been great. It has been. And it's and it's one of those series, too, where. It's been extremely gritty. It's been extremely dirty, too, as far as the way that these two teams have been playing each other. Um, these two teams have really developed a hatred for each other and really developed a rivalry similar to what the Red Wings developed with Pittsburgh. After yeah, that, Horton, that Horton hit changed this series. Oh, absolutely. And I, and, I, and I was talking to Aaron about I can't remember if I was talking to him on air about this. I think it was last week. Um, yeah, where I, where I thought that this was – eerily similar to when Rafi Torres put that hit on Brent Seabrook in the first round of the playoffs when, you know, Chicago came back and tied up the series with Vancouver after being down who, three to nothing. Who got hurt last night in Vancouver in the second period? Um, Mason, Mason Raymond. He's going to be out for three to four months what now. What happened to him? Uh, fractured vertebrae. Man, that, did you see how he got hit? I yeah, mean, I he, did. But, I mean, he, he, he wasn't the guy that hit him. So it's just, no, and the and guy, you know what? That I tell you what, that's... Two good players for Vancouver, and that's going to be a problem for them tomorrow night. I think it will, too. I think it will, too. And the thing with Vancouver is, too, is nobody's I, – I, I don't think anybody has really been that impressive with Vancouver so far. I mean, obviously the Sedin Twins have looked, have looked bad. Uh, Kevin Bieksla has probably been their best defenseman other than him. Everybody else has pretty much been a ghost besides, and I hate to say this, I think Alex Burroughs has been. There's no doubt. Has been been playing. Yeah, he's probably one of the better Canucks playing in this series. Other than that, there's really been nobody to stand out in this series for for, uh, Vancouver. You know what's weird about this series for me is I still don't know who I want to win. I don't either. Uh, I, I really don't. I like both teams. Same. Here. A little part of me would like to see Vancouver win because they, you know, the old days. Because you want to see it. the damn tattoo on my back? No, no. They well, just, that they, too. They yeah. never want it. it, you know. And and I think personally, I think Vancouver's going to win tomorrow. I do. I, I just have a feeling those players you mentioned. I think Kessler's can have a big game. I just think I keep waiting for this team to score five goals, and I think it could be tomorrow. I mainly just the home ice has obviously meant something mm-hmm. considerable in this series. I'm, I, I don't know how you can't stick with the home team right now. I really don't. I mean, just the way it's been, Luongo plays better at home. He just does. That's where he plays this best. And so, I, I yeah, I got to go with Vancouver. I, it's hard to go against those odds. I can't. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm sticking with Boston. I said Boston before yeah, the series started. You picked Dallas um, in the NBA. Might as well stick with it. I know. Man. I got. You know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change it now. Even though I think Vancouver oh, has, no, a hell, has a hell of a what? Well, you can. I mean, if you pick I'm, and I picked Dallas to go to the finals, but I picked Miami to win the finals. So no, oh, you gotta, I'm, you gotta I'm, stick with it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Boston, even though I think Vancouver has obviously an excellent chance, given the way that the series has gone so far, the way the home teams have played. Um, 
But I mean, the thing is, and I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to Luongo. Oh, He's wow. been. Uh, I mean, and I guess this is one of this is one of my knocks against Luongo is you don't know what type of player you're gonna be getting out of him. I think it makes it fun. Oh, it it absolutely makes it fun. I think it's really. I think when he's not your goalie. It makes it awesome. Yeah, I mean, if this if this was if this well, was we've the, lived through this as Red Wings fans. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, and I was gonna say if this was the Red Wings playing, then you know, then damn, then you know, I you know, it'd be a totally different story. I think tip. Well, of course, I, yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, and that's and like I said, Luongo. I'm not saying he's the worst goalie in the league. I'm not saying he's the best goalie in the league, even though I think he probably gets too much recognition, you know, an argument that he is. It's just, you know, you see the way that that he loses games. He doesn't keep games close when he loses. He's been and I know he's he's had two shutouts so far in this series. And that's great. But he's also had how many goals against in the series? Is it like what? 16 goals against in this series so far. It's a lot. He's been yanked twice. He cannot play away from the Rogers Center. And you always hear that argument about 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 goalies and we hear this a lot in Detroit too with Chris Osgood. That's you know, oh, the only reason why Chris Osgood is good, the only reason why he, the numbers that he has is because of the team that plays in front of him. Okay, well, what's going on with Roberto Luongo then? I mean, he has a great team in front of him, yet he can't. I mean, it's yet to be seen. He can win the championship tomorrow night, but I mean, what's going on with Luongo right now? He hasn't won anything, and he's been looking kind of shaky doing it. I mean, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any recourse to that. Luongo hasn't looked all that great in this series, despite the two shutouts that were at home. And I don't know. So I would sorry. say he looked good in the shutouts. You know, no, I, I would sure, say he shut, that. He shut him out. Yeah. But you know, he he's a streaky goalie. But and like you said, he always says a lot of your criticism is you know a bit overblown, but a lot of it is valid. There, it's not like you know you came to these conclusions you know through no facts whatsoever. And you know, as much as I tease you about it on air a lot, Luongo is he's a streaky goalie. He's he's like a lot of goalies. I think he's just kind of. I think it's a mental thing with him. I think he either has a great night or a crappy night. Well, where was Tim Thomas there, last year? He didn't even play. You know, there's there's no uh, there's no in between with Roberto Luongo. You know, in the he's, he's standing on his head, and, or or he's a sieve. And, I mean, th- that's that's it. With and him. the thing about Squirrel, where you're right, is what seems to happen in the NHL, and I know Adam, you'll agree with me, and Nicholas is Tim Thomas. What two or three years ago, one of the best goalies in the league disappears. Uh, where did Jaguar go? Disappears. You only have a handful of goalies now anymore. Not even maybe three or four who play every year on the same team. And Luongo's one of them. Uh, Jimmy Howard's become one of them. Brodeur, of course, New Jersey. But other than that, you name me any other goalie over the last five years who just who has a great year and then disappears. I, I don't know what's going on with goalies in hockey now, but that seems to be the hey, mo. Do you know what tip I? And I and I see what you're saying. And you got to hand it to Luongo. He he's a starting goalie every year in this league, and that's and unusual. That's, and that's and that's just that's what surprises me about this because he, like you said, Squirrel, he is extremely streaky, which means he's not consistent. But he wins though. He win. His teams win. And you can't you you know and you can give him the old you can give the Osgood argument. That's fine. I get all that. You know, well Chris Osgood would never Indiana job was for Edwards. I mean, come on, we've heard that for 15 years. You're right. He's been on, you know, look, he played very well in Florida. 
you know, he's played well with Vancouver. Has he taken a dump? Yeah, absolutely. Has he disappointed fans? Yes. But he is here now in Game 7 at the NHL Finals. He's, I believe he's got five shutouts in the playoffs this year. Mm, and he's had, yeah, and he's like probably had that. four like just like wow, what the hell happened games? But he still gets his team here, and that, does that make him great, greatest goalie in the NHL? No, but it makes him a darn good goalie. You know, he's very. He, he, if he wasn't, believe me, he wouldn't be playing right now. I don't care how much money he makes. Well, that's going to be the big question. I mean, do you as agree with that, or I mean, at all, or you some just... of it? Some of it, I agree with it. I, I mean, I. I think Luongo's been fortunate that he is that he hasn't disappeared because you look at the way that he's played, you look at the way that you look at how streaky he is. You put Luongo on a different team and he's not going to stand on his head and get that team to you know to be playing in better games. That's the Chris Osgood argument. Though. He's not. He's not going to. He's not going to. Well, I think Chris Osgood has done it. I think Chris Osgood. What was it? Uh, Two thousand nine. Should have won the Conn Smythe if they would have won. If he, they would have won, yeah, he, he should have won the Conn Smythe. But it was Chris Osgood. He was Chris Osgood. I think is one of the big reasons why the Red Wings were at. Oh, well, without question. I, and, and I don't think that's the that, best he ever played. And that's not, and that can't be said but, with. But, that, but let me ask oh, you. Oh, hold this. on one second. That can't be said with Roberto Luongo, and it could never be said with Roberto Luongo. You can't say that if he win, Let me ask you this: If he wins tomorrow, two to one, three to two, or one to nothing, he did it. So what? What about that? Where he didn't accomplish that? That he. If they win tomorrow, and he's if the winning they, goalie, if they, if they win he tomorrow, did it. He won the cup. Yeah, he won the cup, but well, but but I think hold on, I but I don't think he was the sole reason or a big reason no why one's they ever won. The sole reason? Why he wouldn't be a huge reason like Chris Osgood was back in '09. Not not one bit. I mean, you could make you could make the. I mean, they Vancouver put Corey Schneider in last night. He looked awesome. And Corey Schneider, every single time he's gone in for Luongo so far this season, has looked really really well, good. Because, you could even because you could, they're win, they're they're down by four goals. It's you know it's different different game now. Well, I mean, and a lot of Vancouver fans were screaming beforehand that they wanted Schneider instead of Roberto Luongo and, and, to play. Well, based off, ba- well, hold on, based. I know that is fan talk, but I mean, Corey Schneider has been a very very good goaltender for them throughout the regular season. Now. Yes, Roberto Luongo, he, he definitely has an opportunity tomorrow night to win the cup and finally get that monkey off of his back. And that monkey is me. But he doesn't even know who you are. <laughs> well, I represent the critics out there. I'm gonna on on on, on this on this, really? on, this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on this show I represent the critics. Because I am the biggest critic, you know, on this show of Roberto Luongo. But Roberto Luongo tomorrow night. He won't have that same – it wouldn't be the same factor that Osgood played back in 2009 that he has that he could be doing tomorrow night if he wins the Cup. He's not going to be a big reason why they won the Cup. He was. He's the reason they're in the finals, and I'll tell you why. He literally stood on his head and was brilliant in Game 7 against the Blackhawks. But he was almost the reason why but, they but lost to was. Chicago. But he won that game. You've got to give him – 
bad. Look, I'm giving him credit that he, that they're in the position that they're in right now, and he is the starting goalie of that team. I'll give him that. But he's also a big reason why they almost lost on multiple occasions throughout the Stanley Cup Finals. I'll give you that. I'll okay. give you that. I'm okay. just I'm just saying if they win tomorrow, you know, in a they very, I just got to give it to them. That's all. Do you have a defense for the Sedin twins, though? Because why is it that? No, they've been they, sucking so far. I mean, it's like, Boston's defense. Okay, is that? Yeah. Because Char, I mean, Boston's defense is when, they, oh, no, when they're on great. their game, they're 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 really really good. They're losers, like LeBron it, it's James. the same old story. Like it's really a, a a better defense will always beat a better offense. Oh no! Oh, and, I know and, that. But I think tomorrow, in saying it, I still think I'm going to Vancouver because I think I just think. Vancouver is going to have a breakout game goal wise. That's all. Just, just gut feeling. Yeah, no, no. I just with the Sedin twins to me, they're just. I mean, well, the Europeans, how, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at how they played in those games against the Blackhawks too, when they were just getting you know losing seven one. It's some. There's they're It's such a. They're so weird because. Sometimes they just look so almost perfect out there. In other games, it's like for games and games in a row, it's just like, are you guys, do you even have your head on? You know like, what? I don't understand. They look like they they don't even care. Look, let's tell the truth. I'm not impressed with either one of these teams. The only player I've been really impressed with is Tim Thomas. Other than that, I think I think a, a good portion of the way that Boston has been playing has been, has been garbage. No, sloppy. I, I agree. It's been sloppy. And, and same thing goes for Vancouver as well. Boston, a lot of this series has not looked like a championship caliber team. No, and and I and I think it's a good and I think and the only reason why I think this is a good series is just to, how physical it is. I mean, like I said, when the I talked, the hatred that these two teams have developed for each other, and that's what I was, you know, and that's what I was kind of getting at too when we're talking about, you know, how different the NBA is now. Um, but these two teams hate each other right now, and. I, you know, I, I I agree, and I think the thing about the Sedin twins, you had the same thing with Dadzik, you know, for a couple of years in the playoffs, uh-huh. where he wears Dadzik. He's not a playoff player now. He's you know, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. But once again, your stars play against the other team's best defensive players, and sometimes they they neutralize each other. Oh no, so I, prob- I understand. Probably a way to look at it, and I haven't looked at it that close. Maybe Adam has, maybe Aaron has. I'm sure Aaron has. Uh, it would be interesting to see who the Sedin twins are matching up against. Uh-huh. And how they're also progressing in this series, no, just, just like you know the old Forsberg Federoff argument. Yeah, Forsberg getting or Federoff didn't score either at Forsberg. That was his job. Yeah, anybody find the Sedin twins a little annoying too? Not one bit. I think they're really cute. <laughs> <laughs> they I think wrong. Vancouver's the best looking NHL team I've ever seen in my life. Actually. <laughs> oh, that Ryan Kessler. I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how many uh, how many movie stars they have on Vancouver. I mean, you've got Luongo, who's a Sasha Baron Cohen. You've got uh, a friend of mine from from work pointed out that Kevin Bieksla looks like uh, Cheddar Bob from from uh, Eight Mile. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And when he said that too, I was like, "Oh my God, he does." Anyways, though. <laughs> anyway, quick prediction on tomorrow night. Um, Squirrel, who's gonna win? I think Vancouver is. Vancouver, you want to give a score? Not really, but since you asked, I will. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say uh, four three. Four three. Two, Overtime. 
No. Okay. No, and I, I, I just, I, I think it's, I think they're going to score some goals tonight. I think, and I think it's going to be close. Go ahead, Nicholas. Uh, Three-two Vancouver. Three-two Vancouver. I'm going to go with my favorite game seven score, four-one Vancouver. Oh man, Tim Thomas giving up four goals. Does he get yeah, yanked? Yeah, I just have this. Like I said, I can't, can't explain it. Does he get yanked? Feeling. Oh, absolutely not. It could be two to one in the third period. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with three to one. Boston, empty netter at the end. Be a hell of a game. I hope so. I'll let you know at the end of the game who I was rooting for because I still, <laughs> I still want both. Uh, whoever, know, whoever wins the Stanley Cup, that's who I was rooting for. You know, whoever I, wins I, Stanley I like, Cup, I like the other. I like team. them both. <laughs> I like them both, and believe it or not, I've always, I've always liked the Bruins. I know it's crazy. But. I hate Vancouver. Don't really like Boston. I like Tim Thomas though. I don't hate Vancouver at all. I like both teams. So. I do too. I, I, I like saying I have to admit it. I like wouldn't mind seeing Canada win it. Stanley Cup? No, me either. I want Scroll what he said earlier. I'd love to see Canada denied another Stanley Cup. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be the jerk, and I'm not even just trying to be, but I actually have always, I, I actually always hated both Vancouver and Boston. I don't hate these particular teams. I mean, I, there isn't, like, something about these players I hate, but I've never been a – I always hated Vancouver, and I always hated Boston. So this isn't, like, one where, like, I'm going, you know – going way back because, oh, I've always wanted them to win. I, I hate these teams. But I actually, I, I say I hate them, and then these these particular teams, I kind of like these teams, actually. I, I like Tim Thomas. I kind of like Roberto Luongo. I, I like the Sedin Twins, even though I don't think they're playing well. But I, I'm a fan of them, I, I, and, I, and I think they may. I like these right. teams because, arguably, they gave me two of the best series in my lifetime that was 79 boston montreal and 94 rangers oh rangers vancouver that was an excellent that's the best finals i've arguably the greatest series of all time that series i wanted that series i wanted vancouver to win just because i liked pavel Bure and i hated mark messier i think and i still hate mark Messier. i wanted the rangers to win (laughs) so bad when vancouver came back when the rangers were up 3-1 i was like uh, no, like going through '93, where Montreal won the cup, and I was like friggin' Loved so when devastated. Won. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when remember how big of a Rangers fan? Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I wanted them to all year. I was just the biggest Rangers yeah. slappy ever. And when they almost lost that, it was like, oh my god. But that series is me and Timmel from uh, Gro- from uh, old Grouty Radio. We still on a weekly basis talk about the Rangers Canucks 94 Stanley Cup series and often watch games from that series. If oh, we watch can find game, them. watch game 7. You want to Oh my god. Have a hell of a good time. You that can is just you can buy it on game. You can buy it on iTunes. Oh, can you? You can buy game 7 <laughs> of the 94 Stanley Cup finals on iTunes. T- awesome. uh, Timmel has it. We've we watched parts of it. It's it's ridiculously great. <laughs> it's so good. Anyways, though, um, I've you know what I've one more hockey point that I want to get to um, before we uh, before we move on, and um, that is uh, Paul McLean, former Red well now a former Red Wings assistant coach, is uh, was hired on officially announced today as the new Ottawa Senators head coach. Good for him. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that is now two holes or two more holes that the Wings need to fill this offseason in addition to the roster that, you know, the, you know, the areas of the roster they need to fill. Um, they, they've got to find two assistant coaches now. and Sounds like they've already found them. It's, it sounds like they do, too, like they did, too. And I'm, and I'm not concerned about them looking for assistant coaches. 
But I don't think I don't I don't I don't know if fans really understand how important an assistant coach is on a hockey team. Oh, they implement systems. Absolutely. They you know, and I back uh when um Barry. Barry. Barry Smith. Barry Smith. Yeah. Oh yeah, Barry Smith. Yep. Under and Dave Bowman. Lewis, yep, yeah. and Dave Lewis, um, with under Bowman. Um, but you know, Todd McLean ran the power play and when um when Todd McLennan was here, he was in charge of the uh, of the penalty kill. Brett McLennan. No, Todd McLennan when he was oh, here. Oh, be, oh, yeah, before. before he went to, excuse me. Before, yeah, before he went to San Jose. Correct. Um, he was in charge. Like I said, he was in charge of the penalty kill, and obviously, those are two huge aspects to your team's game. So, I just want to. I just. I just want to get that out there and give my opinion that you know, even though that these are two assistant coaches, you know, two assistant coach positions that they need to fill it's not something that you can just throw anybody in there and you know and, oh, and hope not. and hope they you know and, and not worry about it um you know these guys aren't yes men or anything like that these guys play a huge huge factor to how a team is operated but you know but the wings are such a strong oh, organization sure. and such a veteran laden team I, sometimes I think it's actually. I think this might actually juice the team up a little. Oh sure, it's good to get a new voice every once in a while in the in the locker room, and you know, even helps. I think the head coach get a few new ideas, or just, you know, it kind of re-energizes them. You know, so good guys. I'm glad they got their jobs. It shows you know how good they are. But I think this might be kind of a little. It might help the wings a little. I think it might too, and a lot of uh, a lot of the fans on Facebook shared the same sentiments with you, Tip. Um, they thought that you know it's this might be a good thing. It could get some fresh ideas in there, um, and you know, and then the wings could potentially benefit from that. And again, too, you gotta you gotta give it to uh, to um, Paul McLean or Paul McLean. I'm sorry, um, you know, getting his head coaching job with Ottawa. That's obviously awesome. Todd hey, McLennan. McLennan went to Russia. He went to the KHL and took yeah. a head coaching job there. Um, and I don't, and they didn't. <laughs> the thing is, they wanted to keep um, Paul McLean. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered him a contract. They didn't want Brad McCrimmon <laughs> anymore. They, uh, um, when they, they said there was a, it was a mutual, uh, a mutual decision to uh, to part ways with e- with each other. But um, again, yeah, absolutely, it's good to see Brad McCrimmon um, go off and finally get his head coaching gig in the K, you know, Grants in the KHL. But still. Um, and he's a former Red Wing too. So, and then Todd McLennan is out in San Jose. You know, uh, who knows what's going to happen with them? <laughs> um, can I can I make one point? Sure. You know, I, I know I didn't get a chance. I think it was a couple of weeks ago when uh, Rafalski retired, and um, that's another thing. And I believe me, I, I love Brian Rafalski, but I this could be one of the really good things for the Wings this year. I really admire him for leaving the six million on the table. Because he just doesn't want to play anymore. And I mean, I, I give that guy talk about a winner. You know, he's a winner, great guy. And uh, but I tell you, he won a Stanley Cup, so he's not a loser. I think <laughs> he won two. I think definitely not a loser. No. Um, this might be exactly what the Wings needed to sign a couple new players. So I'm happy to see that. And the and the rumor out there right now. I mean, unfortunately, the uh, the unrestricted free agent pool of defensemen isn't extremely mm. deep, but um, one of the guys they're mentioning today, and you can go look at it on our Detroit website, detroit.themajors.net, that uh, local guy, James Wisniewski, um, 
born in Canton, played with the Plymouth Whalers, um, was a total asshole. And when I mean asshole when he played with Anaheim, I mean he was he was one of those guys that got under your skin. Kind and of guy you want. He's, well, he's the guy that you hate if he doesn't yep. play for your team, and you love him if he does. Um, they're talking There's about Charles. Exactly. Um, they're talking about you know potentially the Red Wings going out and getting him, which I would I'd be totally happy with. He's 27 years old. He can. He's a right-handed shot, meaning you could probably pair him up with Lidstrom on the power play. He's good at the point, and he moves the puck very, very well. Um, definitely, and, that, and that's what they need to replace for Falls. Exactly, and you know, and, and that's and that's a type of defenseman that the Red Wings like too. They like they like a a, a defenseman that's going to yes, you need you need your complement of stay at home defenseman too. You got to make the long pass. But yeah, you need the guy that's going to make the long pass. You need the guy that's going to be able to jump into an offensive play as well. So, and it seems like James Wisniewski can um, can potentially fit that bill. And I hope you know, I, and I wouldn't be disappointed. I'd, I'd be happy if they got him. And I'm still sticking to my guns. I think I would love to see him get Brad Richards. I think he'd be an absolutely perfect player for the Wings. I tell you what, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. Uh, you he's can't a be type of forward. They, he, he'd be perfect for this team. Um, I, I, for me, I just, I just want them to, you know, kind of spread things out a little bit because I think Brad Richards is going to take up a huge, huge chunk of. Uh, of I the think they will too, there. and I think you know they're, they're going to trouble signing Erickson. That worries me. I hate to see. I hate to lose this kid, but they might. They uh, offered Erickson. I believe it was a uh, little bit more than a two-year contract. At, well, not two-year contract. Two million dollar contract per year. Um, He'll test the market. It sounds like he probably he should. Will. He should. He should. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, I you know there's a lot of Winx fans out there that you know don't care. But, I do, but the Wings have the the Wings only have three NHL defensemen under contract. They have Jakub Kindle, they have uh, Nicholas Cronwall, and they have Brad Stewart. Those are the only defensemen they have under contract. They're really right high in Kindle, too. Really high. They're really high in Kindle, and um, so am I. I think right he's, now he's going to be a great player. Oh well, yeah, and they in he probably could have been in there, you know, this past season. They probably didn't have to go out and sign Ruslan Saleh. Um but another player they're hoping can. Um, I thought Soleil was very good for this team this year. Really he was, did. yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. I mean, he he did a he did a he did a good job replacing Andreas Lilia, but you know, you could put a lot of players in there and have them do a good job at replacing. That's the thing. He's a steady player, and that's what you need. Um, but another player they're hoping can come up is uh, is um, Brendan Smith, mm-hmm. and he's obviously their top prospect in the uh, in the. At Grand Rapids right now, and he's probably going to uh, to be on the team next season. So, um, and again, the Red Wings are s- still the class of the NHL. I think, as far as how you run an organization, um, and as far as you know how you get your talent in and out, it's. And I'm, and I'm not. I'm still not worried about them, even even though they, you know, they have two assistant coaches they need to find, even though they only have three, you know, defensemen under contract right now. Um, that's why I believe I can, his name escapes him right now. But the Plymouth Whalers former head coach is one of their guys. They think is going to be the new, one of the new assistant coaches. Are you sure it's the Plymouth Whalers? Because I heard it's the Windsor Spitfires. It's like uh, I thought it was the Whalers. Bob, uh, something. If somebody out there correct us. Yes, please seven three four two five nine four nine four one or text net two four eight four two nine seven seven two nine. But you can correct us after the break because we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. This is the majors live on the majors net. We'll be right back.
once was a boy wizard whose name was Larry Smarter. Larry, why weren't you in Professor Dinky Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Well, I'm taking Algebra 2 in a foreign language. Oh, so you can talk to unicorns? Not exactly, unless they're French. Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find the classes he really needed. Getting into college doesn't happen magically. Learn more at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. My sport is football, but my passion is education. My name is Namdi Asmoa, and this is how I live united. I see too many kids miss out on moving up. Kids who could go on to college, but just need that extra little push. So every year, I take promising high school students on a college tour. We check out the dorms, the library, meet some professors, find out where the best late night grub stops are. It shows them that there's a whole world beyond their own. But what's even better is that most of these kids decide college is for them. I'm Namdi Asmoa. I show kids that a higher education means a brighter future. So when it comes to Living United, I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Join me. It takes all of us working together to make a difference. Find out how you can live United for Education. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. This is Adam Hernandez of the Majors Update. Derek Jeter went on the 15-day disabled list Tuesday because of a strained right calf, an untimely setback for the New York Yankees star as he pursues 3,000 career hits. The Yankees put the all-star shortstop on the disabled list for the first time since 2003, making the move prior to their game against Texas. Jeter limped off the field Monday night four innings after he got his 2,994th hit. In the NFL, recent progress in labor talks between the league and its players has sparked a new sense of optimism, and team owners have been told to be ready for to extend their one-day meetings in Chicago next week. The two sides made progress in labor negotiations held Tuesday in an undisclosed location in Maryland. Those talks will go through at least Wednesday and quite possibly to the end of the week. A person with knowledge of the talks told the Associated Press that finalizing an agreement by next week's owners' meetings is unlikely, but a framework for a new collective bargaining deal could be presented in Chicago with further tweaking extended, extending the work stoppage until the end of the month. In baseball, the Washington Nationals reinstated all-star third baseman Ryan Zimmerman from the disabled list Tuesday after he missed 58 games because of an injured abdominal muscle. Zimmerman was recalled from his rehabilitation assignment in the minors and was in the starting lineup against St. Louis. It feels great, Zimmerman said, throwing, running, hitting, everything feels fine. I wouldn't be up here if I didn't think I couldn't play the way I'm supposed to play. The Nationals optioned right-handed pitcher Craig Stammen to AAA Syracuse. 
And in one final NBA note, the NBA's championship-winning game for the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday was seen by nearly 24 million people, leading ABCs to to its most-watched week during the show or during the slow summer season in nearly 10 years. The Nielsen Company said the Mavericks series victory over the Miami Heat was seen by an average of 17.3 million people over the six games. That's a little less than the viewership for last year's Lakers-Celtics series, which had the advantage of going to a climactic seventh game. Other than that, you can check out more on themajors.net, grouty.com. I'm Adam Hernandez, and back to the Majors Live on themajors.net. Welcome back, everybody. This is webisode number 65 of the Majors Live on the Majors.net. It is almost day 2,211 in the search for Tim Shovelday. If you are just joining us, you missed us talking about the NBA Finals conclusion. A lot of LeBron and Dirk talk. Uh, baseball, their MLB realignment, and all the different possibilities there. And we crashed the Game 7 Game NHL. six. Now. Well, it's going to be game Don't seven. Go again. Yeah, there you go. We crashed the game Sorry. seven NHL finals proverbial net without Aaron Agemeyer, but it still happened. Here's your host, Adam Hernandez. We were watching, uh, Aaron was watching uh, Justin Verlander blow a no hitter. <laughs> Thank you, Tip. <laughs> What's the score on that Tigers game, by the way? It was it's four to nothing. Tigers won it. Justin Verlander had a complete game shutout. Beautiful. Yep. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Cy Young, baby. 42 fantasy points. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what, though? One thing I kind of want to touch on real quick is during that update. Is it it necessary to have secretive meetings for, I mean, that's so stupid. Just hearing you say that is like, oh, my God. The most self-important sport in all of sports. I mean, is is the does the NFL have some type of national security secrets that can't be that can't be leaked to the media? If if they were in the room when you asked that question, they would say yes. <laughs> Since Roger Goodell thinks he is the head of the FBI and CIA combined, <laughs> he is such an asshole. I just have to say that he is just God. He's that dude. At the friggin', uh, you know, at the friggin' football, high school football game, who, you know, after a 48 to nothing win, you ask him, you know, why'd you run up the score? And she's like, because we play to win. She's <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. Your wife hates you, doesn't she? It's like... <laughs> anyway, so what's going on in Grouchy tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, we, uh, we may or may not have the infatuations on. Either way, it will be an exciting show because it is the season premiere of, of season, season eight. eight of Detroit Grouty Radio. New time. Actually, not a new time, technically. Still, new eight, still 8 o'clock Eastern time, but Wednesday nights instead of Thursday. So whether or not we uh, we have uh, Chris Traham from the Infatuations on, he's definitely coming on later in the month. He may be coming on 
tomorrow night, at least maybe a Colin to uh, plug some of the uh, new upcoming shows they have. But season premieres are always exciting. So, awesome. Season 8, episode 1. Sounds good. Sounds awesome. So make sure you stay tuned for that tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Guardia.com, majors.net. Um, one one quick thing I want to get to um, before we move on to our, um, our game time segment here is Terrell Pryor today officially announced that he's going to enter the NFL supplemental draft with his, uh, surprisingly, his new agent, Drew Rosenhaus. Who would, who would have figured he would have picked Drew Rosenhaus to represent himself? Um, one thing, though, that I want to... I want to mention out of, you know, coming from this is he didn't take any questions during this press conference today, which was at some hotel in Miami. Uh, but does it have to be in Miami? Does like everything stupid have to come out of that city? <laughs> well, he's partying with, uh, with LeBron. And anyways, um, but I mean, he didn't, like I said, he didn't take any questions, but it seemed like he did take the blame for Jim Trestle being, well, he, Jim Trestle was fired, even though they said he resigned. Um, for Jim Trestle not being the head coach at Ohio State anymore. Now, I, I agree. I think Terrell Pryor had played a played a factor, obviously, in Jim Trestle being fired at Ohio State. But I think that, in a way, that Terrell Pryor is taking way, way too much heat in all of this in this whole Ohio State thing right now. He is. He. It seems like Terrell Pryor is the lone scapegoat with this whole thing that's happening in Ohio State. When he shouldn't be the lone scapegoat, he is one of of the original five tattooligans that we saw. And if anything, Jim Tressel is the biggest reason why Ohio State is in the position that they're in right now. He should be the biggest scapegoat in this, not Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor is 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 just a player. He's just a player that has to answer to your head coach. Just like in any other sport, whether it be professional or or college, except in the NBA. But I'm going to say it like this. Jim, this makes Jim Trestle an, an even bigger bitch and pussy than he already was because he's allowing Terrell Pryor to take his, the blame oh, that absolutely. he should be taking for this. Yeah, have we, have we seen Jim Trestle come out and say, you know, this is, this is absolutely 100% my fault? Even though he, even though it's not one hundred percent his fault, but that's something that he probably yeah. should be saying. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Is he not just the biggest pussy, coward, whatever word to describe someone in poor character? That is what Jim Trestle deserved, mainly because Trestle was there ten years and he was doing this shit the entire time he was there. Pryor was there for three years. They were already doing this shit. Where do you think Pryor learned it from? Pryor just picked up on exactly what was already going on. Go ahead, the culture. Yeah, go ahead, school. In my opinion, this is a self-indulgent media grab by Terrell Pryor. He knows that his press is already the press he's getting is already negative, so he's trying to take like the ultimate high road in in his mind and say that you know he knows he can't get out of the crow he's gonna you know inevitably eat for this. So he's trying to make himself look like this great guy. So. NFL teams will still consider him, and so kids will still buy his jersey, and so I'm people him. will still pay him lots of money. I mean, this is 
to me, this is an extremely transparent idea that, that Terrell Pryor is trying to execute here. And I, I just, I don't think it's working. It's like you said, Adam. This, this is not all Terrell Pryor's fault. He, he is absolutely guilty in all this. He was not the first player to do this stuff. He wasn't the last player to do it. He wasn't the only player to do it at that exact time. You know, there is a lot of blame to be thrown around here. And for Terrell Pryor to pretend like it could be all him is not only arrogant but extremely disingenuous you know what though score at least he's talking though at no, least he's, i give yeah. him credit at i give him credit it could be saying i don't care screw all you but i just do, do does terrell Pryor really think this is all his fault no he does not that the the idea that terrell Pryor really thinks that is ridiculous. He's trying to take the high ground, which to some degree can be commended, but he's trying to take this kind of ridiculous, almost obnoxious high ground that everyone knows just is simply isn't the case. I, I can't add anything else to that. I actually agree 100% with what Sproul says. Do you have anything you want to add, Nicholas? Yeah, I... No, I'm good. I, just, I, I think that this is something that Jim Trestle should be doing first. I agree. I agree with that. Um, pretty much everything you guys said. Yeah, it's and it's you know, and again, that just goes to show how just absolutely sickening. And the only thing we've the only thing we've heard from Jim Trestle in this whole thing is him standing on his front porch with a bunch of Ohio State fans, you know, sitting there basically worshiping him again, saying that how they're going to beat Michigan's ass on November twenty sixth. That's the only thing that we've heard from Jim Trestle aside from his resignation letter. That whole thing was like, it's not the University of Michigan who is investigating you guys. It's the NCAA. We have nothing to do with it other than we think you're an asshole like everyone else in the country. Except it people does, in Columbus. It doesn't. Is, it's it's the, the old thing the with... <laughs> and I, when I was younger too, obviously I was a uh, victim to this because I was ignorant and stupid. But when people are like, "God, I just don't like basketball," and their un- immediate response is, "Well, hockey's shitty," it's, you're like, "Okay, what does that have to do with it?" <laughs> That's what this reminds me of. Like, you guys are getting busted. You you had to quit. You had to you you got fired from your job, and all you have to say is, "We're still going to kick Michigan's ass." Like, th- that's. That, that logic is so twisted, it doesn't even, like, register. I don't even understand where they're coming from. Yeah, It doesn't make sense. My favorite thing about all that, about that whole thing with Jim Trestle, is he was still wearing Ohio State. <laughs> um, he was still wearing Ohio State. I don't, he wasn't wearing a sweater vest, but he still had a Ohio State, you know, with shirt and whatever on. Because that's all the clothes he has now. Yeah. And, and he has, like, so much of it. That, well, he sold his other clothes. Yeah, to get a tattoo. <laughs> So Terrell Pryor could get a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, at least Rich Rod gave his away. <laughs> oh, yeah, immediately. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our game. You know, Adam, w- one quick thing. Sure. You, you are absolutely right that this speech that Terrell Pryor gave would have made a lot more sense coming from Jim Trestle. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from a person in Jim Trestle's position, coming from the head coach, the you know, the person who's supposed to be in charge, supposed to be a mentor to these young men. It would have made a hell of a lot more sense for that to come from him than to come from Terrell. I wonder if we'll ever hear it from and, him. Yeah, and Nicholas is right. 
if nothing else, even if Jim Trussell never planned on making a speech like this, he should at least come out now and say, it's not Terrell Pryor's fault that I don't have a job anymore. He at least owes everyone that. Well, you know what? And I, I this is going to sound like I'm sticking up for him, but he might say all this stuff, but he probably can't say anything till after the NCAA investigation. Why not? He's not. I mean, he's not part of it anymore. Well, because he's he's got to protect the school, and that's what he's doing. Why does he have to protect the school? Because he, he wants he, to. He can't or? reveal anything now because it, it's just he's got to let the investigation happen. It's kind of like I can't speak. You know, my lawyer told me not to say anything. That could be the case. Anyway. I mean, I'm just saying. You, know, you, you, you got to look at it like that. Well, These guys are told to be quiet. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, Tip. But do you think that there could be? Legal ramifications and all this. I mean, do you think that? Well, there's... I'm not. I'm, I'm not even, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that you know he doesn't want to divulge anything until you know he doesn't want to give the NCAA any more fuel than they already have. So I think that's probably the main reason Trust is just quiet about it. Uh, and because he's a pussy. <laughs> Anyways, though, we're gonna go ahead and move into our game time segment. Bitches and badasses. Um, like I said, there's. I think that there's plenty of. Plenty of guys to take from all of it, or to you know, to use as your bitch and your badass this past week. Um, who's taking it first? Go ahead, tip. It's real easy this week for me. Bitches, uh, Miami Heat, badasses, Dallas Mavericks. Badass, uh, Dallas Mavericks, and extension Dirk Nowitzki. You know, winning his first NBA championship and winning the MVP also. Uh, my bitch this week is a little tongue in cheek, but um, and also kind of serious. Is my bitch is the NHL. Uh, the NHL Finals is still going on, despite the fact that not only does the NHL playoffs start before the NBA playoffs, but their season starts three weeks before the NBA's does. And it's not like they play more games. They have the exact same schedule as the NBA does. What is with the NHL? People actually trash the NBA for being the league that takes forever to do everything, but... As far as I'm concerned, they're pretty speedy compared to the friggin' hot sport uh, up north from them. I don't understand why the NHL has to have a fucking ten and a half month season. They're like almost NASCAR bad. And that's why you can never have repeat champions anymore. It's just too hard. No, it's impossible. It virtually is impossible. I think this is the first time since 2003 that basketball finished, the NBA finished before the NHL did. Congratulations. (laughs) They get a month head start and they still blow it. (laughs) Go ahead, Squirrel. Badass Dirk Nowitzki. He's been the heart and soul of that team. They're a good team all around. They're a great team all around, but he's been the heart and soul of that team for a long time. Um, Bitch. You know, basically the same as Tip, but I'm just extending it. Bitch, LeBron James. Um, You know... I said it earlier, you shouldn't be a bitch just for losing in Game 6 of the NBA Finals, but when you back yourself up with so much hype and tell everyone you're going to win the championship for so long... and you Multiple don't, championships. Yeah, when you don't, then you you deserve to be called a bitch. And also, uh, you know, throw some more stats down there. LeBron James' record, negative 8.9 points per game, largest regular season playoff differential ever. Is uh, was his average going in? So, you know that's that's playing like a choke artist, and that's playing like a bitch. Sorry, LeBron. I think what was it the other night too? I don't. It wasn't in Game Six. I think it was in Game Five though. You put up eight points. That was sweet. <laughs> I think what I want to <laughs> say that I want to say Miami was minus twenty four when he was on the floor. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. I think I remember that stat correctly. Anyway, so. Well, Nowitzki scored as many points as uh, LeBron and Wade combined in the fourth quarter in this series. Yeah, which is. That's crazy. Which is awesome on, on Nowitzki's part, but extremely pathetic on LeBron and Dwayne Wade's part. Sure. It was uh, it was game five that LeBron scored eight points because that was actually the, my old stat was even though LeBron was scoring lower points to me it was like what's Wade scoring because Wade was really the, the main scorer anyway and in that game five Wade scored like 22 points and it was like well that right there if they stop Wade they just freaking let LeBron do whatever he wants because Wade's their main guy so them stopping Wade was really the key to that series. My uh, my bitch this past week is Roberto Luongo. Yanked twice. Can't play right from the Rogers Center. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Um, badass. I'm going to go with Tim Thomas just because of the way he's played the entire series. Um, like I said, during Crash in the Net, I mean, there's really been nobody that's been overly impressive on either team except for Tim Thomas. Um but I also want to throw, I mean, he's not my badass this past week, but I want to give him a little bit of an honorable mention. I know you guys love him. That's Mark Cuban. Um, <laughs> stayed, stayed quiet the entire NBA Finals. Didn't say anything until the Dallas Mavericks won. I agree with that. And I, I, love, I, I loved Mark Cuban prior to this. I thought he's, I thought he's an awesome owner. Um, he's every he's everything that a fan wants to be. I mean, and that's exactly what he is. He's a fan. I mean, that's exactly what a fan would do if they got enough money to buy an NBA team. You know, he would you know he would go off and he would do everything he can for his players. Um, I mean, hell, they have a freaking PlayStation Three or an Xbox Three Sixty in every single locker of theirs. It's that's. Kind of awesome, my God! I, I mean, he's—I mean, he's—he's flip—he flipped the bill for their party after the game, which was like a, with like a, which was like a hundred thousand dollar party, um, and he's flipping the bill too for the uh, for the championship parade in Dallas. And I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but apparently at the victory party after the game, because Dallas stayed in Miami that night, um, I guess there were some Miami players partying with them. <laughs> That's. Was it Jawan Howard? They might as well. They they didn't say who, but the rumor is there were Miami guys. It's Chris (laughs) Bosh. It probably was. (laughs) If if anything, if anything, that'd be my guess. Is it would be Chris Bosh, but whatever. Does that bother you guys? No, no, it It doesn't doesn't bother me either. It doesn't. Point the game's over. No, the game's over with. Yeah, I'd rather have that than have the Miami players at the bar just be like. Fuck you guys, or something like that. It's like, dude, the game's over. With, you know, a, I'd have a problem if they're playing another game. I wouldn't agree with it. No, no, definitely. The season's the over. Season's over. These guys know each other. I, yeah. I don't know. That doesn't matter. No, that's totally different. The game's over. You know what? If it was my team, I would have a problem with it. I would. I, I, you know what? You guys have all the rest of the year to party if you wanted to. Not, not right after the NBA finals. And you know what? If they were there, I would pretty much sure they were probably invited. Oh, well, I'm sure they would. Oh, yeah. So that doesn't bother me. LeBron could learn something from Mark Cuban, though, honestly, and the way he's acted. I agree. That's I what I'm like, saying. I've never been a Cuban fan. you got to give him time. I, yeah. Give him time. No, he, I, he could, because Cuban has been awesome. He's, he was great. And when he, I mean, when he said to, you know, he couldn't manage a Dairy Queen, however that went, he went and managed a Dairy Queen himself, yeah, which I no. thought was really cool also. Go ahead, Squirrel, you were going to say. You know, I just, 
these undisclosed Miami players, I bet it wasn't LeBron James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can be pretty certain of that. Oh, I, I, I could be certain it wasn't LeBron James and it wasn't Dwayne Wade after that whole little, the way they were mocking Dirk's, uh, Dirk's illness that he had. Yeah. I was to say you you could bet it wasn't them. I wish we seriously I would I wish we went on every night actually. Watching that video, they make a friggin' parody video of him making fun of him as they just lost. It's like are you guys even like in this series right now? Are you so like above it all in your minds that you can make fun of the guy who has literally just been kicking your ass. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, isn't it's it? A, it was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, is. is anything more embarrassing? There's your loser tag right no, there. No, that right there. I will, I will go with that right that, there. That, that right there makes you a loser when you do something That does. Like that. That's just like one of those things, especially a guy like Dirk, who literally has never shows any emotion. He doesn't ever even like get excited. I mean, it's just to his credit. It's like, I don't know how you're acting like that. But when I saw that video, it was like, wow. Actually, that made me just, I was like, Dallas has this series. Because still at this point, they, too don't, they just don't give a shit. They're too. They were too concerned with what, obviously, what yeah. the other team was doing. They're too concerned about what Dirk was doing. They're con- too. Con- they're, and they were too concerned about, you know, what was going on off the court with the media and the fans. I mean, yeah. LeBron said it himself. He stayed up till three in the morning reading negative press on him. Who does that? Narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Narcissistic people. Do. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Squirrel. Hey, no, exactly. You're right, Tip. But. It just—I was just gonna throw in real quick something about D Wade criticizing a guy for being. Oh, um, I know. For for being ill, you're you're talking about a guy who I know we we've said some good things about Dwayne Wade, and I agree with him. But I know what you're gonna ta- say. <laughs> talking about a guy who's good for at least two emergency room visits for being dehydrated every year, and in a wheelchair for shoulder injury. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Uh, I I forgot about that. This is a guy that drives. This is a man that literally drives himself to the hospital because he thinks he's dehydrated and he needs to be put on an IV. It's like stop at the gas station, get a Powerade, or go in the locker room. Or go in the locker room, get hooked up. Yeah, they got IVs in the locker room. They do it all the time. And this isn't even like before games. (laughs) This is like I just I'm feeling dehydrated. I just I I need to get my IV on. I mean, who does that? Other than a raging media horror and hypochondriac, <laughs> yeah, something's wrong. Just that I, you know, early go back, and I don't want to belabor this point, even though I know I am. That is kind of what I meant by a cancer. Is a watching a video like that, like, right. could you imagine being point. like one of the bench guys on that team, being teammates with this guy? Has sure. just got to be like hell, because no matter what, I really think LeBron. The basketball is always secondary. Do you think? Like, do you he think doesn't he genuinely doesn't care? Let's say LeBron wasn't there, and it was, and it was just Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Do you think Dwayne Wade does that, that with with LeBron James not there? I think maybe to a certain extent, but I think D Wade has already proved that he can win it because I mean the way he played. Well, if, in you know, six. So I think. I, I, it's not like the Barry Sanders thing where after he left, we're like, oh, lines are better off. At times, I don't know that they wouldn't be better off with that, just that huge king label hanging over him. Which he gave himself. Well, and, and the answer no, to that question, that. If, if he wouldn't act that way with LeBron James, and shame on him for acting that way. What is he, a little kid? He's got to follow the leader or what? Yeah, that's what this you know, whole thing Well, that's the anyway. thing. You know, if that's, you know, that's a shame. I mean, these are grown men. 
you know, grow up a little. Supposedly. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and get to our Majors Top 10 this week, and it's, um, it's a good one. <laughs> hey, and, and I forgot, I, that video makes, you can throw a little loser, loser-ish tag on him, seriously. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Legolas, we've got the biggest losers in sports. Um, when we're going through this, I, I, when I was going through it, I was trying to, you know, I was going to go ahead and put teams in there as well, but I, I didn't put any teams. I didn't put any cities. I, I, this is strictly, strictly players. So, um, coming at number 10, and Ligolas is writing his down right now. I've got Roberto Luongo. You surprised he's at number ten? Do you think maybe he should have been higher up? I don't know. No, I don't even think he should be on there. Do you think? Do you, uh, but anyway, well, I'm saying, do you think I'm Do you think it's a surprise that I have him at ten? You think no, I would have ranked I, him higher? I, no, I don't think you should. I, I don't see how you could rank him higher. So, anyways, Roberto Luongo, almost off this list. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Um, I'll keep him at a close eleven, though. You know, how you you know you know how you see like uh, the AP college football poll, the honorable mentions, or almost made it. Well, Roberto Luongo would be in those in those in those teams that just about made the top twenty-five, even if he wins tomorrow night. Um, number nine is Danica Patrick, and we talked about Danica Patrick a lot a few weeks ago, where she's only good for almost winning the Indy Five Hundred, coming in the top three, or coming in the top five, or the top ten in the Indy Five Hundred, and doing absolutely nothing after that. Well, it's same thing this year. Danica Patrick finished in the top 10 of the Indy 500, and surprisingly, we haven't heard anything about her ever since. So, Danica Patrick, coming at number nine. Go, Daddy. <laughs> number eight. Squirrels. Anna, oh, Anna Kornikova. I'll get to Anna Kornikova. I have something to say about her, but number eight, Squirrels' favorite player, Carmelo Anthony, comes in at number eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to say about I mean, yeah, I know he's done things that could maybe be loserish, but he's a good player, though. Yeah. He's a great player. Good Somewhere player. between excellent he's and great. Excellent. Excellent. He's very excellent. I'll say he's very good. He's not so much excellent yet. He's, he's great at being excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, number seven, I've got Joe Thornton of the uh, of the San Jose Sharks. Probably not going to be the San Jose Sharks here pretty soon. I have a feeling that he's that San Jose is probably gonna cut ties with Joe Thornton. Um, I, this one I totally 100 percent agree with you. I lost and again too, every ounce of shred of respect for this guy. This, and it's, yeah, he this disappointed playoff. me in the playoffs. And it's just the way he plays on the ice too. So um, number six is E. Gordon Gee, the uh, oh. president of the. Uh, I thought it was just players. <laughs> well, individuals. I'm sorry. Um, president of the Ohio State University. I mean, if it wasn't bad enough, looking like Oval Redenbacher, he uh, that press conference now was going to be infamous and forever connected with Gordon Gee, where he said, "Oh well, I hope uh, you know Jim Trussell doesn't fire me." How stupid! Is that? Anyways, number five is Jamarcus Russell, um, Purple Drink, taking the money. And he knew he didn't want to play when he came in. He wanted the money, and he's going to quit. Um, number four, Jim Trestle, for obvious reasons, which we already talked about before. Number three is Matt Millen 
um, obviously for destroying the Detroit Lions for the time that he was there, setting them back years and years and years, and then going back to uh, to football and pretending like he knows what he's talking about as far as uh, scoping out talent in college football and in the NFL. Um, number two is Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, this guy is a womanizer, beats up women, and then he's afraid to fight Manny Pacquiao. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it's more that he's afraid to fight him than the drug thing, too. I think. Oh, yeah. I really do. Like, he, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's. It, it, I, I tell you, I'd love to see this fight because I just love to see Pacquiao just destroy him, which is exactly what would happen. And that'd be. Oh, that'd be so awesome for boxing, too, just because boxing right now. And I know, Tip, you're a big fan of boxing. I think that that would just bring boxing back is, you know, in terms of, you know, putting it back in the limelight, putting it back in the spotlight. And, God, that'd be such a good fight, even though I think Pacquiao would just wipe the floor with Floyd uh, Mayweather. That'd be awesome. I'd like Floyd to see Mayweather. that fight, too. Um, and then number one, LeBron James. Um, no Anna Kornikova. Well, I'm going to say LeBron James simply because, I mean, he's – ask me again in a couple of weeks, and I'll probably put him at number two, and I'll move Floyd Mayweather up to number one. But right now, LeBron James, very bitch-worthy – or not bitch-worthy, but very much a loser right now. So, Anna Kornikova won doubles championships with <laughs> Martina Hinga. I was going to say, though, Anna Kornikova – remember when I talked about Roberto Luongo yep. possibly being off this list? She should be in it before him. Well, you know, if this – if she literally never won anything. If Roberto Luongo – she's won a hockey game. Doubles championship. <laughs> yeah. If Roberto Luongo wins tomorrow night, then he jumps to number 11 and Anna Kornikova comes in at number 10. So, anyways, Nicholas, what do you have there? I made my own list of ultimate losers in sports. Am I on there? You are not. You're no. not in sports. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, Barry Sanders, because he never won a championship. Same with Charles Barkley and Don Mattingly. Uh, actually, you could throw Carl Malone in there, too. He, he didn't win with several teams. Um, actually, the same goes for Dan Marino. Um, Sergey Fedorov is a loser because he left the wings and then was never as good, which makes him the ultimate loser. Got his championship, though. That doesn't even count. And after a while, <laughs> it, what have you done for me lately? Well, he didn't have any heart either. Uh, oh, that's right. He did. He won the heart trophy. I forgot. Uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky, because unlike Mark Messier, he was never able to win a championship with another team, which makes him a total loser. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, that is pretty loser. It is pretty bad. Cam Neely, for obvious reasons, he had to retire early. What a pussy. I know. What a pussy. And a loser. He, Rod- was, good. he was good in Dumb and Dumber, though, <laughs> which makes him a winner. Uh, Roger Federer, for never being able to beat Rafa- Rafael Nadal at the French Open. The only reason he ever won a championship is because he didn't have to play Nadal, so he's a loser. It's pretty good. And uh, Billy Martin, because he got fired so many times as the Yankees head coach. Yeah, Billy Martin sucks. Do you know you guys forgot one? I'm just going to throw this name out there. I'm going to throw this name out there and just let you guys fight over it. Because <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't on either one of the lists. He could have been on, on Lickless or or Adam's list with through both of their <laughs> obscure logic. 
<laughs> but how, how about Phil Mickelson? Where, where does where does he come? Oh, I didn't lefty? Think that lefty. Well, he's won several majors now, though. Yeah. Yep. He's one. I'm stupid. How did Tiger Woods not make my list? <laughs> oh my god! It's the most obvious loser ever. You can switch it out, but you have you've got to get rid of one person on your list, though. I but can you, get rid of Don Mattingly. That's fine. He's still a loser, though. Total loser. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. I should have said the same for Kale Ripken. Oh man, this is fun. No, he won a World Series. Did he? Was yeah, that his rookie year? Okay, okay. Is this his rookie year? Yep. Okay. He was like Nolan Ryan. He won one his rookie season. He, yeah, he was a bench player. Yeah. Oh, he no, he was like 18 years old. Yeah, Cal Ripken. Yeah, yeah. Now there's. <laughs> I heard. I heard somebody talking the other day too. I I think it was on another local sports talk station where, uh, you know, they're having. Uh, they're starting to question Cal Ripken, you know, and his longevity because of uh, because of potentially taking steroids. Oh. Right. I'm not buying it. We don't want to buy it. I mean, it's Cal Ripken. I mean, he's a good guy. He's a good guy in baseball. So yeah, I don't want to buy that. It, does, it doesn't. Just, it he doesn't. Never change. I mean, it, he was, he you always, know what? He always looked old to me, anyway. So. You know what, though, <laughs> Tip? Even if you are taking steroids, his consecutive games played is. Still remarkable. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even Barry Bonds took steroids, and he was still out for you know a ton of games. Maybe, maybe it's more impressive that you could take steroids for all those years and never have to miss a game from an acne flare-up or like yeah. a testicle <laughs> issue, or exactly, um, or um, I don't know, just needle arm or whatever you get from needle arm. That's <laughs> awesome. Track marks on your arm, yeah, you know, on your back, or just emotional problems because <laughs> all your mistresses are. Complaining about how your performance just sucks, now. and how your yeah your your penis shriveled up into you. And... Yeah, or like just a horrible neck pain because your head's like the size of you know like four bowling balls. Yeah, Cal Ripken's twice as much. Cal Ripken's head never inflated like Barry Bonds, so he couldn't have taken steroids. Neither did Andy Pettit, though, and he did. Anyways, um, fan question: What is the most meaningful baseball milestone? 300 wins, 500 home runs, or 3,000 hits. Tip, why don't you take this one first? What do you think? I'm going to put it in order. I think 300 wins is first, 3,000 hits is second, and 500 home runs is third. Especially in today's baseball, getting 300 wins will almost be impossible now. So most of your 300-win pitchers, this four-man rotation, they're allowed to pitch longer. So I think... Some 30 game And runners. I, you know, I put 3,000 hits real, real close, but 500 home runs I put. Actually, I think there's quite a space between second and third on that. Yeah, I, I, t- I agree with your thing, too. And obviously, it's, you know, depending on bigger deal, 300 wins, because it's different positions. It's not like. You it's know, huge. 300 so. wins is huge. No, it is. So, no, I agree with what you're saying, because 500, 500 home runs, I mean. There's there's some players out there that hit 500 Roman home runs that you would look at and you'd be like, yeah, I mean they're good players. You wouldn't call them great though. I mean, it's uh, either home run hitters. No, exactly. That's, home run hitters. Yeah, there, yeah. There's something about being a slugger that isn't. It doesn't mean they're not a good player to have, but it's just 
some sluggers have a you know have a reputation for being kind of a one trick pony. No, totally. You know, they, they Sammy may have Sosa, yeah, they may have not been Rob uh, Deere, a really exceptional player. You could be a two fifty hitter and mm-hmm. you could hit five hundred. Oh, runs, you can so. yeah, you could be even less than that. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, it's not a big deal. Three thousand hits, man. That now your chances you're going to the Hall of Fame with three thousand. We'll change it to you know, remember Dave. Change Kingman. it to seven. You guys, you guys remember Dave Kingman? Yeah, maybe. You know, he played for several teams. He was 600. prolific home run hitter. I think one year he hit. Like 46 home runs in his batting average is 199 or 200 or something like that. So he literally just hit home it, runs. It was amazing. He struck out like one out of every four. So he's like bats. Adam Dunn. When he does yeah. hit the ball, he hits home runs. And when he doesn't, he strikes out. King Kong, oh. they used to call him. <laughs> I think he was he batting 220 right now. Adam Dunn <laughs> getting torn apart oh in Chicago God, no right kidding. now. For good reason, too. No, yeah. that's my list. I think it's pretty. I think that's definitely the. I, I agree. It should be. I agree. What's what do you that? Think? You guys, you guys all go with 300 wins. I do, yeah. I do, we went yeah. 300, 3,500. I, I agree with you guys. I mean, especially to 300 wins, you're depending so much on the team around you. Um, last night on uh, on around the diamond, we were, you know, we we're also talking about a list of the 50 most overrated players in baseball history, and I'll tell you right now, Tip, it was. It was surprising. I tell you, Pete Rose was number five on that list oh, as the most overrated. That's that's ridiculous. Um, was Babe Ruth on this list? Babe Ruth wasn't on the Be list. Good. I would. I would. Don't. I am against him being on that list. I was just. It sounds like one of those lists that be like. And the most overrated. Well, is Babe it, Ruth. it is. It is one of those lists because guess who was number one? Two. Barry Bonds. No. no. Nolan Ryan. I'll see because of his re- <laughs> win agree, loss record. Agree, agree, agree. Because of his win loss record. Yeah, which you can't. Win- Last night's Tiger game, Phil Coke pitches virtually uh, what four hits, zero runs. Four and hits, zero runs. Goes six innings. Goes six, six in one six third in, inning. I think in, and, and no decision. And no decision. Yeah, and That's they lose the game two one. And he pitched an F- Tigers won two to one. Yeah, but still he doesn't get the he doesn't decision. get the win. Yeah, just, win loss is not uh, exactly. You can't you can't you can't equate you know wins and losses to being That's a good pitcher. Th- That's why three hundred wins is so. Oh sure, and it's the, an arbitrary. And if you're yeah. and if you're going to look at a good pitcher, I mean yeah, obviously three hundred wins is going to be at the mark of a good pitcher. Um, but if you're looking at a good pitcher, you got to look at their ERA and you got to look at their WHIP too. I mean that's yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean that, that. I mean you have a low ERA, you have a low WHIP, then you're a good pitcher. Oh, look at who won a <laughs> Cy Young last year. Felix Hernandez won a Cy Young at 13 and 12 record. Played on a yeah, he played on a played shitty on a team. team. That had 101 losses. Yep. I mean it was quite a phenomenal feat. Yep, and uh, you even have a winning record. Look at Granky, won it the year before. I, I, I don't lose it. It's, it wasn't only that tip with this list. They were, I mean, this guy seemed to, you know, punish players for their longevity. I mean, he was, Shocker. you know, he was he was talking about, you know, you know, Nolan Ryan, his his streak wouldn't have been as impressive if he didn't pitch. Beyond the age of forty, and he said the same thing too. Pitch well right after the year he retired. I know, and he said, but he said the same thing about Pete Rose too, which you know, I it, I don't care how how long you've been playing, you've still been playing, and those numbers still count. It's I don't know. It was it was great. Nolan Ryan was in what was his last no hitter? He was what forty six. I was going to say he was in his forties. 
and he beat I think up. He was forty or forty-one. He was, he was old. in his forties. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't forty. He retired, I believe, when he was forty. Yeah. Forty-six. But still, yeah. he was in his friggin' forties when he pitched yeah. a no-hitter. Yeah, something no one else has done. So and whose like, ass did he kick, Robin Ventura? Oh yes. fuck yeah. yeah! When he was in it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You ever see the, his workouts? Bam, bam, bam. Nolan Ryan's work. You know they talk about Hal Halliday's workouts. Nolan Ryan was. The madman workout. If there. anything, I think Nolan Ryan isn't recognized enough to tell you the truth. Yeah, I think I actually think he is. You think so? Yeah, I I I I, I, do. I, yeah. I don't think he is. Yeah, I do. I think maybe I think he is because I grew up watching him, and uh, he, you know, in everyone my, grew up watching yeah. Nolan Ryan. He played <laughs> for thirty five years. I was gonna <laughs> say that's so great. But my in my you know he was just revered literally. <laughs> say our dads grew up watching Nolan Ryan squirrel. And so did we. Yeah. That is yeah. that is odd. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was 13 years old, being excited because Nolan Ryan was coming back. That was like his 25th year in the league, and it's like he was still pitching. Who else was on this list? Just real quick. Um, let me. You know, tip. Let me bring it it's up like real quick. Mickey Mantle. I know we're getting late. Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'll, let, like me, let me let me let me let me bring it up really really quick here. It was from the Bleacher Report, and this guy was was Lou Gehrig on there because he died. Lou Gehrig wasn't on there, but Roger Maris was, and I'm gonna get up to the top ten. So, see a lot of the guys he has at the bottom of the list here, like Jonathan Papelbon, and I think he just doesn't like and him. and and like Sammy Sosa. I agree with that one. I you know, but they're way farther back on this list though, Tip. And Barry Zito is uh, Sammy Sosa should be in the top ten. I think I think yeah, so too. And he was in like the twenties. He has and list. he has Barry Zito at fourteen. I think Barry Zito should probably be in the top ten. Barry Zito had a couple of good years in Oakland, and then when he signed that big contract with the Giants, did absolutely nothing. At number ten, he has Mark McGuire. Number nine, he has Hideo Nomo. Eight, Daryl Strawberry. Seven, Don no, Mattingly. I'm not going with Strawberry. Strawberry is great. Uh, seven, Don Mattingly. <laughs> that's cra- That's absolutely crazy. Uh, six, Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn. Wow, I've heard see, that. Mo, yeah, see, Mo Vaughn is one of those guys that... I don't know. You know, I, I understand maybe he's overrated, but for Mo Vaughn to be in the top... Player. For Mo Vaughn to be in the top ten, are there people out there just like all over the place on, you know... On Mo ESPN Vaughn? just be like, Mo Vaughn is awesome. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you still... Yeah, have, like I mean... Do you do you walk down the street and still pe- see people with Mo Vaughn jerseys? I and mean, no, nobody does this. I mean, where sure there's your Pete Rose slappies out there. There's your there's you know even even a guy like Sammy Sosa. There you know there's still to this day guys who are just who just think Sammy Sosa is the man because he hit all those home runs and that home run race is so fun. Nobody's talking about Mo Vaughn. When's the last time you heard anyone mention anything was, about Mo Vaughn? It was 15 years ago. Okay? You know what? the last time I heard that. I'm going to go out and get a Mo Vaughn jersey now. <laughs> I just don't know whether to get a Red Sox one or an, or an Angels one now. I, he's so overrated that you just... I mean, I, what are people saying about Mo Vaughn? Nothing. <laughs> Mo Vaughn's one of those players... You heard about him one year, and it seemed like the next year he was totally gone. You didn't no, hear? He was, he was pretty decent for a little while. Um, he did. Vaughn. He dropped off fast. That's really funny. Uh, I'll even. I, I'll buy that. Mo Vaughn's overrated. I mean, if if you want, or maybe was overrated for a time, but he shouldn't be on this list. No, that's <laughs> not in the top good ten. I mean, <laughs> number five is Pete Rose. Yeah, that's just ludicrous. That is ludicrous. Um, number I don't four. Even like him, but that doesn't matter. Number four tip. You'll probably be uh, more familiar with this guy is Don Sutton. Oh yeah. 
Dodgers. Uh, yep. Um, he was number four. He's got 300 wins. Yes. Uh, number three was Carl Yastrzemski. Oh, that's how. That's that is stupid. so that's ridiculous. Stupid. I can't even believe he's. That, triple triple crown winner. That's just so stupid. Hit three twenty. This guy is just. That, that's outrageous. Um, Yastrzemski yeah, beat him. Hall of Fame ball player. He's in the Hall of Fame, asshole. Number two. <laughs> Jesus. Number two is uh, number two is Roger Maris. He actually, I mean, what do you... I, I, can, I can buy that a little. I I what, a and, little. and that's what I was saying. What he has to say about Roger Maris, and this is what he says about Roger Maris. He has one season that we all remember, that epic 61 home run season. Other than that, Mar- Maris was far from as talented as his counterpart, Mickey Mantle. Of course. Well, Mickey Mantle's Mickey Mantle. Maris had power up for a stretch of his career. For about eight years. But that was all his career batting average. His career batting average was a mere 260, which was not a bad average back then. Injury woes could have played a part in this, as he only played in two full seasons. One, of course, being his record-setting season. Maris will always be remembered for his magical season in 1961, but we'll remove that from his career, and there isn't much to write. And what, what, what else? And what else? This guy obviously doesn't know about that. Roger Maris was an outstanding outfielder. Defensively, yeah, but you know, you, you know, but that, that's you know, but if you're gonna write about it, then damn it, know what you're talking you, about. Tip, you know how fans are though; they don't take well, defense I'm into not account. Even gonna go there. Well, I mean, this isn't a fan though; this is a writer. Yeah, if he's, you're, he's if not you're, a fan. If he's a featured com- columnist well, on Bleacher Report. Well, then you know what? No. Know what you're talking about. We're judging a writer. We're not supposed to be fans here. We're, we're this is what we do. This guy's he's he's writing about this stuff. He's not. He's not just some moronic fan on his own blog. Just be like, I think Roger Maris overrated. One good season. Come on, he's, he's, he's got a venue here. Oh, number he's, one. He's writing. Number one was Nolan Ryan. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, so that's uh, that's not bad. But the the funny thing is, in the Nolan Ryan write up, is he made no mention of the seven no hitters that he threw. <laughs> and no mention that he played on a losing team literally his entire career. Yep. <laughs> Nolan Ryan would have been a great one to put on my list because I could have been seven no hitters, no perfect game, loser. <laughs> I agree with that one. Yeah, totally. I could have thrown a perfect game by pitch as long as Nolan Ryan did. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Of course he doesn't mention it. How else would you make a defense against it? Yeah, he has. He makes eps- and you know Does what? Does he talk about how he threw threw so many wild pitches? Does he talk about that in his over? You know what? The though? king of the wild he, pitch, he, no. You know what? He didn't mention that, but to- when I, when we're when you know when during around the diamond last night, you know, and Tony and I were going over this. Tony mentioned that as far as Nolan Ryan is his walk ratio there, which you know maybe could have been it was the blemish on Nolan and Nolan Ryan's part there, but still he, he worked a lot of innings. Oh, absolutely, and, and and you know, and Tony and I totally agreed that this was it was absolutely ridiculous. How about a guy Nolan. that generally went seven or eight innings every friggin' outing? And he and he paved the way for the for pitchers today like a Justin Verlander who was a complete workhorse and goes out there wants to pitch. The entire game in the entire nine innings and strike out as many people as he possibly can. I mean, that's the type of pitcher Nolan Ryan was, and that's the type of pitcher a lot of pitchers are nowadays, like a Justin Verlander or a Cliff Lee or a Roy Holiday. So, you know, plus people know all this stuff about Nolan Ryan. 
That, that's your complete package with Nolan Ryan. Yeah, it's not he like played Mo a Vaughn. long time. He was <laughs> no, a you're right. It's a good he, point. You know, I mean, people know this stuff. Yeah, Nolan Ryan threw a lot of wild pitches. Nolan Ryan walked a lot of people. Nolan, that's true. But these these criticisms aren't hidden away somewhere. Yeah, it, it, people know this about him, and, and he's a complete package, though. And you know what bugs me about these lists? And look, the guy's got us talking about it. My list or his list? Uh, you know, is. <laughs> Make a list that you did a little research on. Why don't you put, you know, make, but, you know, that might take time and it might make people look back and go, I don't know who that guy is. Maybe I should look up. But, you know, this stuff to me is like old term. It's just cornball. It's like he's just trying to piss people off. He remembered Mo Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just he. uh, I was going to see Albert Bell in the top ten. There's a guy. I mean, yeah, there he could be on this. I mean, the guy was a prolific hitter for a few years and then just dropped I, off. I loved him back in the day in Detroit with a Cecil Fielder on the list. Cecil Fielder? I didn't see Cecil Fielder yeah, on the list at Cecil all. You could have put Cecil on that list. Yeah, I didn't see Cecil Fielder on the list at all. Um, but, I mean, it's you know what it is, Tip. I mean, I I think he did his research. And to tell you the truth, I really don't believe he thinks Nolan Ryan's the number one. Well, that's my point. He puts it on there so people say this mm-hmm. is you know ridiculous. Check I look at out. this. He has 126,000 reads on this on this article and 415 comments. So he did this as strictly as a as you know as to get people to read and to get to do what we're doing right now. That's my point. He and got talk about riled it. Up. Um, but I mean, if he obviously though, if he truly believes that Nolan Ryan is the most overrated player in MLB history, then he is a complete buffoon and a complete. You know what I think if this guy got 100, he got 126,000 views on this. I think he's the most overrated writer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm genuinely surprised he didn't put Baby Ruth on this list because that seems like a list that would be like kind of trying, you know, just ripe to rip Babe Ruth. He kind of looks like a tool. What do you think, Squirrel? Oh, yeah. He's straight out of the Tool Academy. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're out of time, though. Unfortunately, we couldn't get to our 30-second drill tonight. Um, we'll get to that next week, though. It seems like the questions that we have on here are very much... Uh, you want to just very do a five-second drill? No, I'm done. <laughs> um, other than that, though, we've got uh, we've got extra innings coming up next uh, with Squirrel and Lickless. Question for extra innings is, which player deserves to win an NBA championship the most? This could be any player from NBA history. You know, current, past, doesn't matter. Um, other than that, like I said, stay tuned for Grouty Radio tomorrow night. Grouty.com, Majors.net, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. New day, same time, so make sure you tune in for it. Um, we also have, um, what else we have? Around the Diamond this coming Monday. Um, again, Get your baseball fixed right then and there. 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 5 o'clock on the West Coast on the majors.net. Tony, Tip, and myself, so make sure you check that out. Other than that, we'll be back at you again next week, next Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the majors.net. So for Squirrel, Lickless, Tip, I am Adam. Saying have a good week, everybody, and we will see you next time. It's countless slugs on my sin. Watch you holler when them hollow tips dug through your skin. I'm in love with the sin. Tell bugs on my sin. When I cock back, rock that put your blood on your friends. Make a rug out of him. Bust a slug on his chin. Ain't doing nowhere like the drugs out of him. I'm a psycho icon. I'm white from white bomb. Get an eye full of lead when I snipe your lights out. With a street cleaner, wipe your life out. Bullets know what your ears like a Tyson fight out. Fuck the knife clout. Guns, clips. I'm going to get my... Fuck that one, bitch. I hit this kid, punch some chumps, don't know.
Bye.